0: So you qualify. Squaw. How oh, they don't want that shit. Welcome home. My fifty clock niggas. Hey y'all spare. what up, Crowdy? Shout out to Rowdy. Holy social networks. and these computers. Woo. Got these niggas walking around like they some shooters. See, don't be ready. They try to bust me, no. Like, pussy took that same shit.
1: Shout out to Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> just put the cash up, they had them boy Madonna.
0: Let's go. Shout out to Bobby Smarter. I just spent some cash on the bigger. Right. Just made some brand new money. What the fuck you done? Let's go. And bitch, I'm headed to your city. To your city. Just a clap up on them city. Yeah. Me and J.J. went for fit dollars Fell up the gas, take it was empty. <laughs> we headed out to Philly. <laughs> Let's do it. Can fuck to a bitch, no <laughs> <laughs> hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold
1: on, hold on. Of course.
2: We got to, it's only right. Gotta play the classics.
3: <laughs>
0: Welcome home, Bobby Smurda. Yeah.
2: Uh -uh. Uh -uh. (laughs) Yellow beats, Uh holla at me.
0: And you being some hot (laughs) (laughs) niggas. Hot (laughs) niggas. I got some dish I see when I shot niggas. See them twirl,
2: then he drops, nigga And we keep the my millies on my block, nigga And my Monte keep it on him, he done drop, niggas and my... This will always be a banger to me
0: Tones normally get dizzy with them <laughs> clocks, nigga Try to run down and you can catch a shot, nigga Running through these tracks until I pass out Shootin' in the neck till I pass out Pass out. The I pass out. Pass out. For the guy, all I do is cash out And if you ain't a hoe, deal about my trap house So I've been sellin' cracks, like the favorite
2: Shout out to Bobby Smurda,
0: Rowdy Rebel.
2: Welcome home.
1: Yes, they're finally free. So Twitter can finally stop complaining about it. Bobby Smurda is finally out. Didn't get the Trump pardon, but he's out regardless. Uh so welcome home, Bobby. I think he did what a six year bid? I think so, yeah. Something like that. Yeah. I think he had extra time because he didn't he did he could have gotten off earlier if he snitched on his friends, but he didn't. Yeah. So yeah, welcome home, Bobby. Uh see he's staying clean. I see the video of him turning down the alcohol and wearing a mask in the club.
2: That was probably the best video I have seen so far in 2021. It was hilarious. Yeah.
1: It was hilarious. It was uh, real too.
2: You could you could tell he that type of person from um the last time he was on the Breakfast Club and um Angela Yee was like, "Hey, you know I'm the gum police." And he like, "Oh, I don't know nothing about no guns. I don't know nothing." <laughs> about no. and, yeah, she like, "No gum." <laughs>
1: so yeah which rapper release do you think was the biggest ever and to go through history we had i know we're too young to remember probably but tupac was big when he got out um gucci of course bobby who who else was really big and got locked up for a while shine i guess i don't know if i put him up there but
2: yeah i will put him up there for the simple fact we we didn't think he was coming out for a minute
1: that's true. We
2: we thought it was over, and I mean to be fair, his career kind of was over at that point. He didn't pick up where he left off, but um, man, I'm trying to think who did like some long years like that, or or, or long enough <sighs> where we like, wow, he's up. the the only the only one. I
1: wouldn't even count this, but Meek Mill, I guess.
2: It was, yeah, it was like a huge reaction, but I wouldn't even. I don't want to count that.
1: I think we don't want to count it because of how he acts now. Yeah, but, but back yeah. that, that was probably the biggest, most anticipated rapper release yeah. from prison. I, so I,
2: I think just that situation, though, um, we knew he wasn't going to do, like, years at that moment. Yeah, that's true. It wasn't like he was sentenced to, you know, seven years in prison. It was more he got locked up for some stupid some stuff he probably shouldn't have been locked up for. And they kept him. <laughs> So it was kind of like we was sitting around looking at the clock like, like what's up? So um, we knew he was probably going to get out. He he not have like a long sentence, but but as far as that coverage, that was probably the biggest coverage.
1: <laughs> That's true. He yeah, had the documentaries, like we said last podcast. People treated him like he was Nelson Mandela <laughs> and all this shit. And now yeah. he's up to no good already. So uh, yeah, but welcome home Bobby Shmurda. Um Hopefully he he stays on a righteous path of not getting caught by the hip hop police. Um, I already see him being used and it it, it, it must be weird being him right now because everybody trying to get at you. You Mm -hmm. already seen that picture of him with all this merch and the marathon clothes and the rock nation shit. And he's like, yo, what the fuck is going on here,
3: man? You look
1: confused.
2: Put this on here, 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 here. (laughs) Yeah,
1: so, it, yeah, it must be weird because I mean he was kind of popping when he was he when he went in, but now yeah. since he got out, like he is on another level of popular now. So yeah, it must be weird being him right now, man. It must be very kind of strange. Yeah,
2: and I ain't gonna lie, I'm see I'm I'm really happy for him, and I'm not the person that's like you should celebrate somebody for getting out of jail type of thing. I'm I'm not the biggest person to that, but just the whole situation, it's good to see him. Out and about, and you know, seemed like he got a clear mind. He seemed grown now. To me, I would I would celebrate this all day long before I celebrate somebody like a Takashi six nine. Yeah, who, who or kinda, Kodak. Yeah, it, like, I, I just feel like Takashi specifically got out for the wrong reason, and and he didn't grow up. He didn't change his life and say, hey, you know what, you know, I'm not going down that path again. And, it seemed like he got worse. So it's just like I, I kinda don't respect that at all. It's like, man, you got out and you still doing the same shit pretty much, but with police. So yeah, I, I appreciate people like Bobby and um Rowdy who, you know, got the support, the whole support of everybody, not just New York.
1: It's good to see, man. It's good to see. And, and hopefully, uh, of course, we know some new music going to come out soon. You're probably going to get the best producers. You're going to get the best feet. I know everybody knocking down his door trying to get a feature now. Who do you think will get the first Bobby Shmurda feature?
2: Oh, I would probably say, oh, man. Who's hot right now? I would probably say it would be somebody like a French Montana Fat Joe yeah. or something like that. <laughs> Fat D- Joe, that would DJ, be crazy. DJ Khaled. Because those, those dudes, no matter what, man, people would drop whatever they doing to link up with them. So I, I think them two will definitely be somewhere near getting the first Bobby Smurda
0: feature.
1: I could see it. I could see it. I could definitely see it being some Khaled shit, unfortunately.
0: <laughs>
3: but
1: uh, yeah, it'll be very interesting to see who gets, because you know everybody's knocking down his door right now trying to get that first feature everybody wants to know what he sounded like post prison yeah and uh yeah so just, very interesting to see
2: just imagine um just, just think about all the people he did collab with before he went to jail it wasn't that many
1: people nah it, it was, was like it, regular ass rappers it, too yeah it superstars. was like
2: it was more new york artists you know the french montanas and you know certain people but now man it's it's wide open now like he, um, he said uh, Quavo was holding them down the whole time, mm-hmm. so he probably he probably gonna de- he probably gonna do something with Migos. He probably definitely gonna do something with you know people on the West Coast, the YGs, and you know it's it's all over now, man.
1: <laughs> do you think Drake is gonna sneak him on Certified Lover Boy? Uh, that album coming soon. Yeah. He might have time to fit to in one
2: more track. He, he, I can see that. I can see that Drake is sneaky like that. I I, mm-hmm. know, I know we um I know maltize, we Yeah, we ties So I'm not, I'm not I'm not shitting on them at all. I I think it's actually smart, but Drake did the same thing, remember with Meek? Yep. Around the time Meek got out of jail and and then I I think that's when they kind of kissed and made up and Meek was at the show and all that stuff and they did a song. So yeah, I I can see Drake doing that.
1: Could happen, man. The album still still in the works and ain't been released yet. So I wouldn't be surprised if Drake snuck him in somehow. He probably got, he probably, Drake is smart like that, man. He'd be thinking in the future. (laughs) I'm sure he might have to say, okay, Bobby is getting out in February. (laughs) I don't want to drop the album yet. I got (laughs) one more song with a beat I think he would kill. So I'm going to wait and see what he want to do when he gets out. So Mm -hmm. I would not put it past Drake because he is very, very cerebral in that way about, uh creating music and doing features so it, yeah. it could be man you mm-hmm. heard it here first if it happens if y'all mm-hmm. if it happens y'all heard it here first yeah drake getting the first bobby schmurda feature mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyway welcome home bobby um and we will keep a close eye on any new music that drops in the near future but that being said jay prince introduce a podcast for us real quick the gems and juice we are back at it once again, giving y'all that content you crave and love. Got a whole lot to break down. Got a great guest, by the way, um, joining us later on. Man, by the name of Bruce Wayne, W-A-I-N-E. And he's going to talk to us about the Houston DJ scene, about music production, his journey into hip hop. He's a, he's a good dude, man. Great conversation. So stay tuned for that coming shortly. But in the meantime, we're going to break down some topics and review some shit i tried the mcdonald's sandwich i didn't like it but i'm gonna talk about that later (laughs) uh but first off man ficky how you been bro how you how how you doing
2: man i'm doing pretty good man it was a a pretty good week like i I would say this week was pretty good um on friday i went to the uh listening party for um um bam oh yeah Yeah, so it it was pretty cool man I, i enjoyed that so carl Carl Crawford, I saw um Erica Banks, they was in the building. Um, uh, ran into some um um I ran into all type of people, man, honestly. Um uh, Jay mac from ninety seven nine the box. Okay. He was in the building. He be everywhere though, man. <laughs> see him. Mean, I don't know if it's because we work in the same building, I always run into mm-hmm. him, but uh I feel like I see that dude everywhere. <laughs> but um Man, it was it was dope, man. I, I I really enjoyed it, man. He he dropped a new single called "Rock Out" featuring Erica Banks. Um, the song is the song is hard. I I put that in the Serato, man. I got that in the playlist. Okay, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to um,
1: 1501 Certified. Was Birdman there? Birdman? Um, I I thought I thought some I thought Jasmine said Birdman was gonna be there, but. Maybe I'm, I'm nah. mistaken. Maybe. Nah. Okay. Lil Wayne Maybe Birdman? I just saw stunner. Oh, yeah. okay. Maybe nah, I just nah. saw stunner and thought Birdman was a ball okay. somehow. I don't nah, know. Nah, his
2: name, his name is stunner. Bam. No.
1: Oh, Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, good. You had a good time, man. Was there anybody there? Uh, Well, first off, how packed was, it? I know it was that Carl Crawford's house, but how packed yeah. was it, man? It was very packed. <laughs> it was oh, very wow. Packed. Okay. Yeah. And I
2: asked Jasmine about, um, Jasmine went to the previous one there with Erica Banks. And um, she said it was it wasn't that pack at all. She said it was maybe around fifty to seventy-five people, and it was all oh, okay. in the house, so it was more intimate. But um, this one was it was people inside the house, outside the house. It it was crazy. I'm like wow, and that's probably my first event like that um, in a long time, man. And I I can't lie with you know with me having COVID at the time or uh, last year. This I was I was super nervous, man. <laughs> mm-hmm. I kept this ma- I kept this mask on the whole time. <laughs> I bet, man. And, yeah, and, um, but yeah, it was pe- it was people out there being responsible and stuff like that. So it was it was pretty cool. They 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 was checking people temperatures and stuff like that. So it it was really nice, man. You got a nice house. Um, he um, he had food for us. He had some real good food. He had chicken wings. They had shrimp alfredo. Um, yeah, it was really nice uh liquor, <laughs> hookah. It was it was a nice little vibe. I, I really enjoyed it.
1: Okay, okay, that's good to hear, good to hear, man. Of course, friend of the show, Carl Cropper. We're gonna keep calling him that, even though you might not know what our show is, but he's still the <laughs> friend of the show, okay, damn it.
2: I, I tried to talk to him, man. I, I ran into him. I'm like, hey, what's up, mm-hmm. man? Figgy fig, blah blah blah. I'm like, we had you on the ESG podcast. And he's like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then kept walking. <laughs>
1: Yeah. I like, mean, he's a busy, man. I, yeah,
2: I was, I was, I was, uh, yeah, left me hanging like, uh. Ah, uh, you
1: know. let left you hanging. Ah, well, come on, Carl. Carl, come <laughs> on, man. Yeah,
2: yeah. No, no, to be fair, it was super packed and people was pulling them left to right and all this yeah. other stuff. So that wasn't the right time. I had a mask on trying to talk, and it's yeah. hard trying to talk to people with a mask on. What's I up? Feel you. So, Lazy uh,
1: tried, man. Yeah. Cannot yeah, keep it trying.
2: It's all good, man. Yeah. I, I'll run into him again, and hopefully it's just like me and him yeah yeah but yeah shout out to carl crawford i saw um another friend of the show um darnell from broadcast houston okay he he was there he was actually live streaming everything so he was oh nice interviewing all the artists that was there he interviewed um um Stunner bam so he was doing his thing so I, i talked to him for a hot second
1: and uh yeah okay
2: yeah shout out to darnell from broadcast houston
1: yeah, Shout out to him, man. Check out that episode as well. It was a good discussion on Houston music and the Houston music scene. So check that out. Go back in the archives and look that up, man. It was a good podcast. All our podcasts are good, but that was an especially good one. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Shout out to everybody, uh, at the Stunt of Bam link. Thank everybody for inviting us. Um, what else happened? There it was dope. Oh yeah. I was going to mention like things are open. It's kind of weird that you, it's funny that you mentioned feeling nervous in the, mass gathering setting, because that's coming back pretty quickly, man.
0: Yeah,
1: Um, Texas is opening up 75% capacity now. And there's word that they're going to end the mask mandate within the next week. Mm. So suddenly in Texas, it's going to be like no more masks, 75% at least, which, you know, people go over the capacity anyway. So basically in the next few weeks, maybe next month, everything going to feel like back to normal 2019. Yeah, shit be packed shows, and that's why I feel like the NFL, they're they, like they they they're lucky that their season starts so late mm-hmm. because by the time we get there, yeah. like shit gonna be packed again,
2: man. Yeah, it's gonna be back to normal. Yeah, they and and two, uh, I think they benefited last year because um, they could kind of fill things out. They kind of let things play out instead of you know the the MLB or the NBA got to react right now and cancel yes yeah. you know, or change this. The NFL, they still had training camp. You know, season don't start till like September. So they could just kind of sit back and watch everybody else and see how it play out. And, yep. And by that time it, it was actually, I guess, pretty laid back. So yeah.
1: Yep. So all right. We gonna we gonna see how things shake out with the reopening and the new viruses and the mutations and shit that come out. We might do another close we not we might have another pandemic, man. Who knows? I don't wanna Beat that into existence,
3: yeah. But
1: it could happen. Anything can happen. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, we got some more shit to talk about, man. New music, not a whole lot. You did mention the Stunner Bam and Erica Banks new single. You said yeah. it was hot.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Wait. Before we get to that, let's do. Let's give out this big announcement first, man. Why people? Okay. Why, why we got the people listening on the um on what we got going on for the month of March.
1: Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. We'll go ahead and talk about our 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 contest we yeah. mentioned it if you listened like you should like a good jim stoner jew said mm-hmm. we have a contest coming up are you gonna play something right now
2: oh i was just gonna play a little hype on oh, my
1: <laughs> okay okay here we go here we go now we told y'all march this whole year is gonna be prosperous if you fuck with the jim Suits podcast we trying to give stuff away man we're trying to hook y'all up with the best equipment the best headphones the best uh, studio time Like we trying to make y'all superstars out here man We we trying to build We trying to stay low and build Remember that? Yep. We trying to stay low and build With the Gender Dukes podcast Stay low and build with us Because we building something And if you are a loyal listener You will have the chance to win A pair of Samsung Galaxy Live Earbuds mm. Now if you ain't ever heard of this shit It's shit kind of pricey man It ain't cheap It ain't like the headphones that come in your phone. No, it's a little more tech and high tech than that. Yeah. Okay. I actually got a pair. I got a pair. You do. Yeah. Speak on it. Speak on it.
2: These are amazing, man. They got the uh, noise cancellation on it. Um, They connect to your phone easily. The bass in there is amazing. Like, I I went for a walk today. I I played them. Amazing, man. Like, you don't hear none of that bullshit outside of your headphones. Just the music, man. It's amazing. Check it out.
1: Yes. And shout out to Tab, friend, longtime friend of the show, really day one supporter. Mm-hmm. He has got his own uh, Tab Tech online website where he sells phones, earbuds, etc. And he is the one hooking up this podcast or this uh, giveaway for y'all, man. Uh, courtesy of us and Tab Tech as a collaboration. Uh, and we are going to give y'all a pair of Samsung Galaxy Live earbuds for every week, not just one time, man. We're doing this four times a month.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Is that right? I read this copy. Yeah, it. four times.
2: Yeah, four times. Okay. Every we're every, doing it four th- every episode in the month uh, in the month of March.
1: Yes, every episode we're giving away a pair of Samsung Galaxy Live earbuds. All you got to do to enter this pot, enter this contest, is you have to be following at TAPTECH underscore LLC and like the contest wall post and you also must be subscribed to the Jim's and Juice YouTube page. That's it. That's all we're asking y'all to do now, man.
2: That's it. And follow us too. Follow us on Instagram too. Don't forget about
1: us. Yeah, do that too. Yeah, do that. (laughs) Follow, follow. Of course, you should be following the Jim's and Juice podcast, but yes, we are giving away Samsung Galaxy Live earbuds four times next month. Starting March seventh, fourteenth, twenty. You know how to fucking count, man. Y'all yeah. smart. <laughs> every every
2: podcast in the month of March, we giving away some earbuds.
1: Yes, every Saturday. So y'all just follow the rules. All you have to do is follow Tab Tech LLC on Instagram and like the contest wall post, and you have to be subscribed to the Gems and Juice YouTube page. Yes, which you should be anyway. Yes. <laughs> So, very simple. Win you some Samsung Galaxy Live earbuds. Figgy uh, got some. He says they're dope. They are you amazing. Listen- I got. He uh, listens I- to Nipsey.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I do. I actually do. That Nipsey and Jay Z. But um, yeah, they got the noise cancellation on there. So, it's perfect. My, my AirPods don't have that. The, the, my current AirPods that I have don't have that. So, the noise cancellation is a game changer, man. It just. Like you hit that set and and it seemed like you just go in another world (laughs) and it's just you and the music. So uh, yeah, man, (laughs) grab them joints, sign up.
1: Yes. uh, Enter the contest. Like we said, we're saying it one more time because we had a contest before and a lot of y'all didn't follow all the steps even though it was simple. So we simplifying it even more. Yes. All you got to do to enter the contest is follow Tech underscore LLC, like the contest wall post. And you have to be subscribed to the Gems and Juice YouTube page. That's it. That's all you got to do. You'll be entered to win. We're giving away four times next month. Uh, And and like we said, these ain't no cheap earbuds. This ain't no shit that come with your phone. It is top shelf quality, folks. (laughs) So enter all, all of March. Four times you got chances to win. Follow the rules and stay tuned on our social media pages for more information. So the song you mentioned, you want to talk about that real quick, Figgy? Bam yeah. and Erica Banks. We mentioned that we were keeping a close eye on Erica since she's blow, she blowing up now. We mm. want to hear what she's doing next. And what are your thoughts on this song? I
2: think the song is a banger, man. I think it's a 100% banger. Like, just, the, just people reaction on how that song played, it, to me, I, I never heard that song until last night. So um, when they played it, I'm like, "Damn, this is actually a banger! Like, it 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 sounds so dope. It's I don't know, I can't explain it, but I think they I think you'll definitely be hearing this song a lot on the radio. It is okay. it's, it's dope. Um, it, it was good that um they had Erica on there. It's dope, man. I I could I could see I could see him blowing up a little bit, or I ain't gonna say blow, uh, blow out of here, but I could see him making some noise with this song. I, I could I could see a possible remix to this song um, coming okay. soon. So yeah, yeah, um, Stunna Bam featuring Erica Baines, rock out. Check it out; it's out right now. It's, it's amazing. I added I added it to the Serato. <laughs> so um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's playing in my car for sure.
1: <laughs> okay, and we also have a. Our completed ra- uh, rating system for the podcast right now is either qualified or pig pen status. And Biggie, do the honors, man. What is this song? Rock out with Bam featuring Erica Banks. What is it? The Ginger Juice rating system. Qualified. Yes.
2: It's qualified,
1: man. All right. I like it. And I like pro- it. And pro-
2: probably in this case, I would say certified, too. Because they Qualified
1: and certified. Yeah, yeah. that's true. That's yeah. true. 1501. J- See, all, all things link up in the end, man. I know, man. We're on the Mob Ties podcast talking about the Mob Ties affiliated artists. See, all, all things are connected, man. See, now I'm sounding like Jasmine with her <laughs> holistic. <laughs> See, it, was, it was a reason for this. You know, yeah, our spirits
2: it, just match together. It,
1: Mercury is in retrograde. That's why these things are happening. You know <laughs> the planets are are in alignment. Venus is in its third moon this year. Fucking that means, but anyway, yeah. yes, check that out, everybody. Check the song. So when it gets big, you can act like you're already over it. Yeah, and that's him, always a good feeling.
2: Yeah, and tell them you heard it from the Gems and Juice podcast too.
1: Yes, tell them. Tell them we put you on first. And listen to it so when it gets big, you can be like, man, I already, I, I'm already over that shit. I'm I already listened to that. You know, it's it's old to me because I, <laughs> I was I was I was day one with the yeah. song. So I was definitely doing that yeah. with Erica Banks music when that uh, <laughs> when that blessing came out.
2: I'm like, oh yeah, I heard that like two
1: years yeah. ago. Oh y'all just getting on that? Damn. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's always a good feeling to have, feeling like you're I was superior. listening to her.
2: I was listening to her when she was underground.
1: There <laughs> mm-hmm. go. That that low key changes your feelings about people once people you don't I mean, people who you think are kinda corny start listening to shit. Mm-hmm. That's when you're like, Oh man, they 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 don't got ruined for me. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> that's such a snobby that's a snobby thing to say, but it it's is. true. <laughs> yeah.
2: Like when people it's funny because I, I used to do that, but Whenever I see somebody do that I'm like man you a piece of shit man like just because <laughs> this person blow up and you know become a superstar now you is the sh- they too good for you
1: <laughs> That's funny but uh, you're right that that is whack people do that but you do feel that like for example when when Houston was blowing up I was super happy for everybody I was a big millionaire fan too but when Riding Dirty went like double triple platinum and it was being used in these stupid-ass car commercials. I'm like, man, all these white people singing it. <laughs> it, yeah. was like, it was like, oh, man, we don't went commercial. We don't want mainstream. Yeah. Mm. But yeah. The Gems and Juice Podcast presents. Check one, and we also have a very, very special guest joining us today. The Gems and Juice Artist Spotlight. What up, y'all? We are bringing back the another edition of the Gems and Juice Artist Spotlight, where we highlight creators, producers, artists, etc., singers, cetera, etc., etc. And we got another very, very talented young man joining us right here from the H. Man, we we going back to the roots, okay? We we love y'all, Cleveland people. We respect y'all. We <laughs> love what y'all doing. We we got to give love back to the Houston artists, man, and producers and creators. So we're going back to the H. And we're highlighting a very, very talented young man. Goes by the name Bruce Wayne. That's W-A-I-N-E. Bruce Wayne, he is a DJ. He is a producer. He is a hip-hop teacher. Like, he he could do it. He's a jack-of-all-trades, basically. Man. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> let's kick it off by, by starting with you and your journey, man. So uh, how, how'd you yes, get into the culture? Uh, how'd you start DJing? How'd you start producing, like, where where did where did your journey begin man
4: okay um well first off i do want to say i appreciate you guys for having me on this podcast man like much love to you guys like seriously um so for that for sure i just want to like for sure get that out the way um but my journey started um when i was of course a little kid and uh grew up in the church i got a heavy heavy christian uh, baptist background uh i am a pk preacher's kid um and you know um I played three different instruments. So growing up in the church, I played the drums, the trumpet, and the keyboard. And um, my aunt, who was a super, super heavy influence on me, uh, taught me how to play the chords and you know learn how to learn chord progressions. And so all of that, you know, stemmed into me starting to rap when I was like 10 years old, got in the studio, started rapping. And um, when I started rapping, i fell in love with the art of the mixing when i went to the studio i was like yo and this i was like 11 like 10 or 11 years old and i never forget the uh anr that i was talking to his name was john laws he was working for universal records and uh to make a long story short he met my dad at a uh, my parents had a restaurant at the time met my dad and you know he said hey man you know i think he's some you know got a little bit of talent you know i want to work with him I said, all right, you know, he was like, yeah, like for real. So, okay, cool. So went to the studio, did that, recorded two songs. After that, nah, I was like, nah, (laughs) this is where I'm supposed to be. And when I said that, I was literally sitting in that chair that the dude, uh, one of the engineers told me, he was like, yeah, this is how you do this, how you do that. And that's when I literally, I said, nah, I want to do this. And so um, picked up FL studios, started learning how to make beats. I already had been on programs. By this time, I was, like, probably 14, 15. And, again, I'm just kind of going just in time. Um, I was 14, 15, picked up FL Studios, learning, I learned how to make beats. Still in school, playing in a band. Like I said, I played the trumpet, drums, and keyboard. Now, now, now one um, second. Did you did,
1: did did you actually buy Fruity Loops, or did you pirate it like the rest of us, man? Oh, I most
4: definitely <laughs> bought it. I was a kid. Like, so, oh, okay. You so, legit. So, check uh-huh. it out. I, yeah. No, no, nah, for real. Because Okay, I'll never forget this my aunt gave me like 150 bucks uh, for, for a gift. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna take this and I'm gonna give me some, I wanna get uh, FL, FL Studios. And it was the, it wasn't the XL one, it was F, Fruity Loop 7, the production bundle. Okay. And um, <laughs> when I bought that, when I bought that one, I, you know, I learned, like, I gave it to my homie, me and my homie, I gave it to him. And we both just started making beats, man. And you know, by that time, uh i was in college and i think i had my first dj set and that's when i picked up DJ uh when i when, oh no when i got to high school 17. picked up DJ and uh yeah that's kind of that's where everything really started you know it was, like i say, from the church upbringing um and just overall being around um you know i don't know if i uh, said this earlier but uh my aunt who was a heavy influencer she was a backup singer for aretha franklin so wow. she really you know yeah she taught me because she still she stayed in california uh for a long time and uh you know she was a big heavy influence so you know music has all been around in my family uh i think i'm not well i know i'm the only one to take it this far uh especially doing it full time so for me it's you know it's really really cool to see that but you know i know that you know my journey still has a lot more in store and you know i just you know excited to see you know where it take me but uh but
1: yeah <laughs> okay okay that's that's a dope background story, man. I can tell you got music in your blood, man. And, and a lot of people they 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 get that early hit, you know, where they get exposed to the culture and they know it's where it's supposed to where they're supposed to be. So, I respect yeah, yeah. that, man. Definitely appreciate where you're supposed it, to be, appreciate man. It. Appreciate so, it. Thank so how, how how have you been lately, man? I know it's been tough for a lot of people, especially you know the people who are used to performing for a party or a crowd or doing DJ sets and crowded events and things like that. This last year, of course, a lot of that got canceled or toned down. So how how have you been in this current environment, man? How have you been maintaining?
4: Maintaining? uh, It's been tough. Um, You know, uh, I've been blessed. I can honestly say that just because of, um, you know, when COVID first happened, you know, I actually got offered uh, a couple of gigs. Um, I actually, man, when COVID happened, I honestly thought everything was done because I had so many things lined up. I had a Red Bull competition, I had Red Bull, uh, a big competition at DJ for them. I was in Mexico. Funny, funny stuff. Not funny, but kind of funny. I uh, I got almost I almost got stuck in Mexico when COVID. You know when when they first uh, when they first said you know announced COVID like yo this is a major major thing. They was about to shut the border down and we were about to be stuck. Mm-hmm. Like so monster because I, uh, I DJ for monster so yes I you know kind of DJ for monster energy. There you go. They had to call and they was like yo like. We those are our guys. We need them to get back. So I'm like, oh snap, like this is real, you know, because this around the same time the NBA said that, you know, the NBA shut down and all that stuff. So that was some crazy, that was a whole crazy experience. But um, you know, to be straight up, you know, transparent with you, it's been tough. You know, when they shut down the gigs and everything, it was tough. I think that the blessing that I had was break free because I was still able to make money, still teaching. You know, and uh, even they kind of had a, a, a hit because, you know, parents are not really concerned about taking their kids. You know, it's it's COVID, you know. So we had to resort to online. A lot of parents didn't want to. So we lost a lot of, you know, enrollment on that. But um, through it all, man, you know, I maintain, you know, I did apply for some, you know, some different grants and stuff. I kind of got approved uh, as far as, you know, small business, you know, uh, um, grants and stuff like that so you know i maintained and as soon as august or september came around i got offered a uh, a residency in Kima, and that's actually where i'm at right now and um you know they was like yo we you know we heard about you want you out here and you know everything looked right to me so i was like okay cool and um yeah like ever since and now since then man it's been truly crazy a blessing like even being here at the studio um you know, even less yeah, I could speak on that. You know, being here is uh for the past six, seven months has been crazy. Again, like I mentioned earlier, man, the different, you know, um uh, projects, clientele, events, people I've been meeting, like it's just it's it was like it was as if like, yeah, COVID happened and I really, really hated it, it happened, but man, like the after part was like, yo, like everything started moving quickly, like moving, moving quickly. So um, you know, like for some people, me and my friend, we talk about it like, man, COVID low key was kind of like a blessing in disguise, but you know, it's just all about perspective on that. So, I'm, I don't want to say that, but you know, all the way, but I will say it for me. You know, I don't want to say that for nobody else. I will say that for me, you know. So, um, so yeah, man, like I said, it's been tough, but at the same time, man, I've been, been maintaining. So now I'm just, just trying to keep it going. So,
2: yeah, I agree with the COVID comment because it, it it's kind of like that with us when COVID hit we didn't know what we was going to do because you know our jobs were shut down and we couldn't really right, go back right. in studio to record so I I thought the podcast was in danger uh, you know we might have to give it up but we started doing it on yeah. Zoom and that helped us get more guests on you know guests like you or guests you know guests that's not even in the city so um yeah. it, it really helped us out a lot too. We we have we probably had the best year since we've been doing this podcast in 2020.
1: Man. Just, uh, yeah and that's really been the the feeling for everybody we talked to, man. I feel like and everybody was hit at the beginning, but also new opportunities come up you know, later on that I think people have realized that's why uh, people get upset. Like I understood what money back. Yo was saying in that tweet where he was saying he didn't want the pandemic to end. Cause he was making millions. Like it was insensitive <laughs> and stupid for him to say that, but I get like get, a yeah. lot of people were able to get new avenues and, and explore new things and, and have new opportunities come up. And I, I, I respect that when people say, you know, like, Hey, it was kind of a good thing for me in a way because I was able to adapt to change and do new things. But but yeah, the pandemic still sucked, man. This this COVID shit sucks, bro. Uh, Piggy dude, had still. it; he knows it sucks. So <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I feel you, man. I know what you're saying. Uh, so I, I want to ask you about it, uh, some DJ questions, man, because, yeah. I, So I, I these new DJs, man, and I, I'm not. <laughs> Nate, it's like because I'm of course I'm a little older, but I'm a fan of you know the 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 the, the DJs from back in the day. Who were who came before the rapper, you know, right. and the DJs right, right. who were the real stars of the show back in the right. day, and I, I've been looking at some of these newer DJs or what they people call themselves DJs, and I want to know what you think, man, because I, I see some bad blends. I, I saw a blend <laughs> that made me angry the other day. It was a blend of uh, that Bert Bird, Solange "Birds in the Sky." With that mega Stallion body, yaddy, yaddy, yadi. But it's dude, dog. It sounded terrible. <laughs> like it didn't. It didn't sink up at all. And people were in the comments saying this is this is kind of fire. I'm like, what? <laughs> so so what, what do you think about the art form? Because I could tell you take it very seriously, man. Uh, what yeah. do you think about the art form of DJing in 2021? Do you think it still has that same aura of you know? creativity and, or, or do you think it's kind of, kind of gone downhill in terms of, you know, people who call themselves DJs, but aren't really DJs, you know, DJ academics?
4: Got, <laughs> <laughs> Got you. Uh, man, I'm, I love this question. I, I really do love this question. Um, this question gets uh, asked a lot uh, around in the culture, the community, everywhere. <laughs> Uh just because of the fact that uh my bad, I'm sorry. Uh my bad. Just because of the fact that, man, this is a very true controversial question. Why? It's because of technology. I feel as though technology has kind of now it's good and bad. Technology has get has given us um a more accessible and easier way to call ourselves a DJ, right? It let's just be honest. But I will say that whenever you really, tr- whenever you truly dig deep into the culture, your appreciation is going to be way better than what you will have just because of you have a controller in front of you. What I mean by that is when you really go and take a, a vinyl, two vinyls, and try to beat match those by ear, it's not going to compare to trying to do that on the controller. You know what I'm saying? And just to kind of give you an understanding, a controller is basically the all-in-one. I don't know if you've ever seen... Uh, controller before, but controller is basically the one that's all in one. Uh, You ever seen Mr. Rogers or uh, A plus, all those guys, they always going to have that either the SX, I can tell you right now, they either going to have the SX3, the SZ, or they either going to have the new one, which is the SRT 1000, right? And, um, you know, it's cool. I think it's dope. You know, I think it's real cool. But, you know, now in today's time, the art, it's lost But it's still alive in certain ways and with certain people, right? So I'm gonna say it's still alive by giving you some examples, right? Uh, I'm real big on turntablism of being like I'm real big on turntablism, but I'm real big on battling, right? I love battling, like battling battling DJing is one of the craziest things I got introduced to, and I'm just like yo, like that's that's me, like I gotta bring that that.
2: back like heavy.
4: (laughs) Yes, yes, dude, like yes. (laughs) So, uh, I don't know if y'all ever heard of DMC, or if y'all ever heard of Goldie Awards, or the Red Bull Three Style competitions. These are all competitions that go on. Matter of fact, the Goldie Awards is actually going on right now. Um, uh, uh, a Track, he's a DJ. A Track is the founder, and him and uh, DJ Craze. Uh, I don't know if y'all know who that is. Uh, these guys are you know heavy, heavy, heavy hitters on turntablism and true legends in the game, man, that you just have to respect. And you know, they're still making it easy. or not making it easy. They're making it possible for us to continue this culture. You know what I'm saying? For us to continue turntablism, you know? So I don't think turntablism or even just that true art of DJing is lost, but I do feel like it's not as respected as it should be. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like, you know, if I was to put two turntables and a mixer in front of a DJ, anybody, you should know how to rock that. You know what I'm saying? You shouldn't even look at me and be like, well, nah, I don't, you know, you know, I don't, cause I get that all the time. Like the minute, like people come and hop on my stuff. they be, Oh, no, nah, man, I don't do turntables. I'm like, well, <laughs> well I mean like, okay, so, and, and I mean, I'm not gonna, that doesn't mean that I'm gonna say anything bad or anything like that. Nah, it's just more so you know, like, this is where it stemmed from. So, I, I mean, my personal opinion, I feel as though every, if you're going to call yourself a DJ, you're going to truly understand where it stemmed from. You know what I mean? So, um yeah, I think the art is not, it's, it's, it's lost. It's not lost, but it's just, like I say, not respected. You know what I'm saying? As it should be, in my opinion. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. I, I feel you. It, it's kind of like uh calling yourself a model now. Where that used to mean a lot before Instagram, and now everybody <laughs> call themselves a model. Hey, I feel like DJ in the same way, man. Like people right, call right. themselves DJ, but like you said, if you ain't if you can't rock turntables, I don't think you should call yourself a DJ, man. That's just me. But I feel like yeah. if you can't rock the turntables, yeah, yeah, it's nah. yeah,
2: it's yeah. kind it's kind of like that with music too. You got some rappers that won't rap without the auto tune, and I've been in studios where. Um, where we didn't have auto tune and the rapper like, Hey man, you ain't got no auto, man, I can't do that. And he, you know, couldn't do it. I'm like, yeah. So it's just like, wow. And you know, same thing with like singers too. Some singers need auto tune. Uh, Otherwise Mm -hmm. they won't, you know, they won't sing or they won't do it.
4: Yeah. And I mean, just to, I don't want to kind of add to uh, what I was saying too. Like, I have respect for if you're a DJ and you know how to rock a crowd, because at the end of the day, man, let's be be honest, a true DJ is going to learn how to crowd control. He's going to understand his crowd. He's going, he or she is going to know how to get them moving, like no matter what. And I mean, for me, I actually, I'm very open format. So I'm very knowledgeable on a lot of different genres. And I really try to stick to that heavily because that's how you, you know, I feel like that's how you get great. That's how you become great um but if you know how to rock a crowd on the controller man cool kudos dope you know what i'm saying whatever you have in front of you if you know how to rock a crowd yo do that keep doing that you know it's just my personal my personal opinion as far as from what i've been learning and studying over the years and you know what i've seen i just me personally i just feel like man like if you want to be a dj at least at least take the time just to do it you know just to study it, just to get around it, you know what I mean? Like, I, I just feel like, man, if you're really going to be a true fan of the art, uh, you know, if you really a true fan of music and DJ, man, you're going to really, you're going to go back. You know, you're going you're gonna to do your homework, so.
3: Yeah.
2: I, I got a question about um, DJs and breaking artists in 2021. Um, yes, sir. I was I was watching the verses with um, Keisha Cole and Ashanti. And yeah, yeah. Keisha Cole's DJ, I can't remember his name right now, but um, he 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 got on Clubhouse afterwards was and was pretty much talking about why he don't break artists anymore. And he's he was saying how it's not really beneficial to him anymore because a lot of the times you break an artist and they take off and DJs don't really get anything out of it. So once he kinda explained it like that, then I kinda understood why, you know, some DJs don't. Want to really break artists as much as they as they used to back in the day? How you feel about breaking artists or that type of thing?
4: Uh, me personally, um, I feel like it's still important to, um, you know, I I'm not gonna lie, I didn't uh, catch the of code I heard about it. I didn't catch that one. I think I had to DJ that night or whatever. Um, and I really now I do want to go back and kind of see what he said because it's very interesting. Yeah, uh, I, we, say that. We,
2: we probably won't find it because it was on Clubhouse.
4: Was clubhouse. Okay, okay. But, yeah, yeah.
2: Um, but he was True. pretty much, um, I guess, I guess he got to a point in his career where he really don't need to. And he, he kind of okay. just, he kind of okay. just play what he wants.
4: Play what he wants. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I, I can honestly, I can agree with that because once you get to a certain point, of course, you know, a lot of guys, you know, it's like they have a lot on their plate where they're not able to. Maybe break artists, or there maybe they just feel as though like, okay, you know what, you know, I've already did this, so let me focus on something else, you know. So on that note, I can most definitely respect it, but I still feel like as a DJ, which our job is still to break artists, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, I feel like if we are working with an artist, especially if you're a producer and you're DJing, oh, you should be breaking them out all the time, you know what I'm saying? Or not, you know, breaking, but you should be blasting them. You should be doing whatever, you know. Um, and I think that, I think it's still important for DJs to, I mean, if you want to break an artist, let's see how, how should we break artists in 2021? Right. Um, I feel like one idea a DJ could do is of course, naturally, um, promote them on Instagram and stuff like that, but be creative. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's why like, for me, I do sets, right? So I'll do a routine. Uh, one of the artists that I may be working with, uh, like recently, I've been doing a lot of routines with my boy Snoozy, who's an EDM artist, and I've just been doing routines with him, and people have been like, yo, man, what song is that? Or, yeah, what's this? Hey, go check it out. It's this right here. That's one way, right? Um, and I mean, of course, naturally, the um, always the way it's going, you know, going out, meeting people, networking. I mean, that's just, that's just that's major key right there. But, you know, I think it is important for us to continue to break artists. Um, man, it's funny y'all say that because You know, I was talking to one of my uh, good friends and I told him, I said, man, you know, one of my biggest goals for me personally is to bring back true gatekeeping to the city, to the city. You know what I'm saying? To the industry. You know what I mean? Because I feel like gatekeeping is not what it used to be anymore. You know, um, you know, I, I remember, you know, a lot of guys used to tell me, OGs used to tell me like, man, you know, you had to go through this person or you, if you. Uh, was trying to come up like you had to go talk to this person, like you had to go do this, you know, you had to go because this person was going to get you to, you know, over here or whatever the case is. And I felt like, you know, I feel like that's still that should be somewhat still important in the game, you know what I'm saying? I think it's it's real important because you know, the way things is now, the way things are now, you know, with technology and with social media and stuff, man. I mean, as you you guys know, anybody can blow up, you know, anybody can literally blow up overnight, quick, fast, in a hurry. Mm-hmm. But I do feel like, man, you know, somewhat we still should be some examples uh, still set, you know, as far as like, oh yeah, man, you know, uh, this example of this person who's built this, you know, platform or whatever is not given opportunity to this and this because of he's that he or she is that gatekeeper, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, but that's just you know my view, and that's just kind of what I've studied over the years, even in industry, um, you know, and I'm still, still, I'm still, I'm still learning, like right now. <laughs> always going to be
2: learning so yeah so how do you uh eventually build that relationship with an artist to know that hey you know let me help you because i think a lot of dj's and artists are scared to work with each other because they don't want to get played because you know like uh, for uh, for example a dj they a lot of dj's are scared to work with a certain artist they they're not really too sure about and you know kind of break them and then they take off and bounce <laughs> and oh, then they yeah. just kind of and they kind of leave them behind because I think a lot of producers get treated the same way too as far mm. as like giving the artists a beat and that song blow up and then they just you know hit the deuces they hit the deuce, and yeah. leave them behind so like how do you uh, know when to work with somebody like that or how or do you come up with some type of arrangement so uh, something like that don't happen yeah.
4: Yeah, like man, I'm gonna be all the way transparent, man. I'm all about vibes, being straight up. You know what I'm saying? Like if if I vibe with you, and just to kind of give you a, a background about me, man. Like I said, I grew up uh, super Baptist. You know what I'm saying? And you know, I'm very laid back, very respectful, morally like all that. Yes sir, no sir. So I grew up real real. Uh, I have a caring heart, right? So pretty much like. For me, I, I love people. So, you know, I'm all about energy. Like, I don't know why. Like, that's just something I just always had. So I'm all about energy. And, you know, when I meet artists and when I meet people, the first thing I, you know, really pay attention to is, you know, you. Like, what exactly are you about? Like, your music and your music's dope? Cool, bet. But at the same time, since I know how I am about working with people and actually being the type of person I am, your music can be dope for real. But if I'm gonna really push you, I want to really kind of build with you. So I want to kind of figure you out, you know, if it's just something where you know, oh, well, you know, we just um, use uh you got a big platform, or even you got a small platform, and you want to keep a business cool bit, we work out the paperwork and just keep it like that. You know, what I'm saying that's no problem. But you know, I don't want to work like that. You know, I don't want to I want to actually build something. So that way, it's like, yo, Like, I was able to see this person grow. Um, I've seen a lot of, you know, and I don't say a lot, but I've seen a couple of uh, pierces of mine that are uh, really booming right now or starting to boom, like, really. uh, I don't know if y'all know who OG Bobby Billions is. Uh, He's coming from that. He's from Dallas. And, uh, you know, good friend of mine. And, you know, I've been on Bobby for, like, four or five years. And now... You know, he got songs with uh, uh, R.P. Mo3, like he got a song with Mo3 that's literally about to pop right now. Yeah. Um, and then he got another song with Blueface. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, so it's just, it's, it's crazy to see his growth, you know, cause I like I said, I've been knowing him. And then even like uh, my own, my other, like I said, my, my other peers, you know, my manager, uh, I've seen his growth. I've seen, there's a lot of different, a lot of different people's growth. But uh, as far as, like I said, back to artistry, you know i feel like it's really important to catch that vibe with them you know what i'm saying like to really catch that vibe with them uh to really figure them out and you know i'm not saying you know oh man you can be you got to be my best friend like nah it's <laughs> nothing like that it's just more so just like man i feel like when you really truly vibe man you know what i'm saying no matter what kind of music you're doing that's going to really enhance um your creation you know it's going to help you you know um yeah i just feel like it just help enhance everything else so um yeah I'm all about vibes, man. You know, if you want if they if the artists want to keep it straight business, I'm completely fine. You know, I'm completely fine with that. But yeah, yeah. it's vibes for me.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm kind of in the same way, man. Like I like to do stuff from the goodness of the heart. So if you if you got something positive you got going on and I'm I'm interested. I don't yeah. I'm not the guy that's like, well, I charge this or you know Right, right, I'm right, like, right. I'm right. like, let's do it. Let's, you know, let's work on something right. and we'll figure the rest out later. You know what I mean? Right. Like right. I, I I just like doing it for the love. That's how I I used to record people all the time. And I used to, you know, if they're super dope and cool, like I don't, right. you know, I'm not looking for no money. Like I'm just right. I'm I'm actually recording you because I like doing this type of stuff. Right, right, so, right, 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 Yeah, but right. yeah, it's it's cool to be like that.
1: So, man, priest. that. That's pretty interesting. Uh, your, your comment about gatekeeping too, um, and I get what you're saying. Like, I, I think if you were in the position of a gatekeeper, you would be a lot more fair to people. But we talked to a lot of artists. We talked to people in Cleveland, people in Houston, and I kind of get the vibe that they think that gatekeeping is the problem with the industry today. You really? know, the fact the fact that there are certain people, certain local DJs who don't want to play local artists or don't want to break certain people or play favorites with certain people or, you know, take money or whatever, whatever it is. They right, feel right. like the game is kind of rigged in a way where true local talent can't really prevail because they're at the top, but they're only playing their people or, or people that they, you know, rock with personally rock with. yeah, and, and yeah, not yeah. just like the dope local artists that met, might not have that relationship yet. Right. So what are your thoughts on that? And what are your thoughts also on the uh because like I said, we talked to a lot of Houston artists. I talked to DJ Cho's a few years ago mm-hmm. and we talked about the Houston music scene. He, he's blown up since then as well. Oh yeah, yeah, about he the Houston,
3: <laughs> yeah, he really is now. He really
1: <laughs> is. We got him right before he really blew up. I think he he announced he was going to be on the Fast and Furious soundtrack, I think at one point, right after that podcast. So <laughs> We got yeah, him just up, in time, man. but uh, yeah. so uh, w- with him, he he said, and we hear this a lot too, that artists they kind of feel like they they can't really make it in Houston. They have to go somewhere else because the creative community here is not really collaborative. They feel <laughs> like people hate on each other too much. People set trip over the wrong people. If you hang out with somebody, then you can't be with somebody else. Or they they think it's very. I, I guess it's not its not what Atlanta is, you know, where it seems like a lot of Atlanta new artists come out and they co-sign the new artists and it's like they keep bringing out new people who go to the top. But they feel like in Houston, you got to move out this city to really make it because there's too many haters, too many people playing sideways and, and, not, and not doing the right thing. So what are your thoughts yeah. on that, man? Do you think that the Houston community, the, the hip hop community is collaborative enough to where it should be or do things need to change
4: uh i think things need to change a little bit um man i'm really glad you uh told me that earlier you know you uh what you were saying about the uh gatekeeping just because of the fact that you know i think this is this is now what allow me to explain my definition what i think the gatekeeping should be um i honestly i can agree with you uh before i you know say my definition or you know explain my definition um i want to say i can agree with with you, uh, I can agree with you on there are certain people in the city that will only play their best friends or they partner stuff, and they're not gonna play anything else. You know, uh, there are also some guys that's out there that will take your money, look you in your face, and then keep it moving. And of course, that's not cool. You know, and that that actually brings on the bad stigma of why we can't. You know, or better yet, it also it brings on the stigma of how everybody say we're all like crabs. Um, in, in a bucket trying to get out, you know? Um, so, you know, for that, I can most definitely agree with you. Um, just because, like I said, I've seen it and I've also, you know, heard about a lot of that too. Um, but I do want to say that on the gatekeeping side, I feel like on my end, I want to prevent that from happening. You know what I'm saying? So when I say gatekeeping, I want to actually like, okay, cool. If we know that we got this artist right you know they dope cool bet let's get them going you know what i'm saying like as you should you know as, as any artist or as anybody you know they got talent cool they need development cool let's work on it you know what i'm saying um i think that is how or i know that is how atlanta is going you know i mean i got best friends from atlanta like my um my little place my places she's from Atlanta. she'd be telling me every all the time yo such success over the studio doing this doing that or whatever I mean, they're just so together. Like they—they're not going to, they're not going to say no like we would down here. You know what I'm saying? And I think that you know, in order for us to get to that point, we got to have more people in place that will, you know, be able to uh, think outside the box. On you know what you were saying earlier, like, hey, he's keeping, you know, I said, telling this person, I'm gonna play your music or only playing this, playing that. Like, you know, we gotta figure out a way to to wing, to wing that out, wing those people out. And I think it all comes from, you know, the uh, upbringing of whoever we are uh, interacting with. Like, you know, if we, say for instance, like right now my, I'm a teacher, right? If I teach my students that, hey, we need to, you know, I need you to learn all genres, I need you to learn this, I need you to learn that, learn this. Then these kids are going to, you know, when they get older, you know, they decide to go uh, become a professional DJ or whatever the case is. Um, they'll understand that, okay, cool, these are the components of what we should. Now, I'm not saying I know everything, but I will say that, you know, they have an understanding of, okay, this is how this should, this should go, right? So I wanna relate that to on the side of, of uh the gatekeeper. I mean, the uh, the guys for, you know, the DJs and the producers or whoever uh, in the city. It's like, yo, man, somewhere along the way, you know, Greed got involved or some, you know a situation happened with them and it's like nah i don't want to do that or whatever and i can understand that i can understand you know you know you want to be on your toes like for sure as anybody should but at the same time man i feel like it's all about perspective you know what i'm saying like if you if you have that mentality like yo like i'm gonna be a gatekeeper but i'm gonna be a gatekeeper to really really help instead of be selfish you know what i'm saying like i want to help like i'm a gatekeeper but I'm the gatekeeper that's really like, look, man, I got you. You know what I'm saying? Like, if your music trash, I'm gonna tell you, and I'm gonna tell you to, hey, you need to get, you need to, you know, the, you know, work on it more. You know what I'm saying? Like straight up, like it shouldn't be, you no, know, oh, okay, cool, I will play your shit. Just give me five hundred dollars, and then this and this. And it's like, nah, nah. Let's be honest. You know, I know it's, I ain't gonna say it's hard. I'm, it's not hard for me to tell you your music tra- the trash. And I'm not gonna say it's trash. I'm gonna just let you know straight up, hey, man, I think you need some help. I think you need development. I'm gonna give you my reasons why. You know and then at that point it's up to you to say yes or i hey man i appreciate you but you know it's it is what it is you know but um but yeah man like i honestly think my definition of gatekeeping you know i want to i want to switch it up i want to switch the definition definition of gatekeeping uh being honest uh and you know i feel like whenever you consider yourself that you have to really me- play a role in all areas in my personal opinion you know what i'm saying not only being a dj uh i mean really You don't have to be a dj to be a gatekeeper but i feel like you just have to play a major role in knowing all areas how about that you know what i'm saying like just you know on the promo being on the club scene you ain't got to know how to do everything but just somewhat have information and be knowledgeable so that way you won't make yourself look stupid saying oh yeah man i'm a gatekeeper but then you can't even you don't even know how to uh market or you you don't know any you know what i'm saying like it's just Mm -hmm. certain things like even like being a producer like one of my biggest um influences as a producer is quincy jones you know what i'm saying he broke down the true definition of what a producer is it's not just a beat maker you know what i'm saying those are two different things you know what i'm saying a producer literally lays out a producer manages a producer literally goes in depth you know what i'm saying and you have to you have that's just something you just have to know you know what i'm saying you're going to always In my personal opinion always be studying you know what i'm saying but um, but yeah, man, my bad. <laughs> yeah. That's, no, you that's kind of like my whole thing. That's my thing about gatekeeping, man. But I do agree with you though. I do. I, I most definitely agree with you. Cause I've seen that, you know, I actually met DJs that did that. I'm like, Oh, why? You know? And I ain't to you know, speak no names or anything, but I'm just like, dude, like for real. So yeah, yeah, man. <laughs>
2: it's, it's, it's weird because like now you got, you, you know, you got somebody like Erica Banks who's hot in the city right now. And a lot of people support her, but then you got DJs that support Meg not really supporting Erica Banks because mm-hmm. of that whole situation.
1: And like, it's like, yeah. it,
2: it shouldn't even be like that. The, 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 right. Those two women are t- totally different. I, I know they totally they can kind of from the same label, but, you know, those are two different artists. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of messing up that relationship.
4: Yeah. Nah, I, I can agree with you on that, man. And see... That that whole thing, in my personal opinion, man, is is like you said, it's really on some like not greed, but more so. Oh yeah, so well, uh, if you don't fuck with them, then I'm not gonna you know mess with them or, you know, what I'm saying it's just like, dude, like for one, it's too much money out here. Like it's too mm-hmm. much money out here, dude. Like it's like I'll never forget. Wale said this in the song, "It ain't hard to make money," and I was like, "It was like uh, I think he uh, on his album, uh, Ambition," and. I was like, man, for some reason, that line always spoke to me. And then as I got older, I'm trying to understand I'm like, OK, now I'm starting to see what he's saying. And it's like, dude, like with the accessibility of technology, just everything, it's like, dude, it really isn't hard. So why am I about to trip over not DJing for this person or oh, yeah, I ain't going to do what? Like mm-hmm. you already causing negative energy just by doing that. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know, man, I really hate that. But, you know, I feel like it could be better. You know, I hope it. I, I really hope, man. And I'm not gonna say I hope. I know, you know. I speak things to existence. I know we're gonna have a turnaround one day in this city, like straight up. You know what I'm saying? We are, like you know. And you know, I'm, I'm, I'm doing my part by, you know, what I'm saying, like I say, going hard, just trying to, you know, uh, become that, you know, gatekeeper, you know, one of them at least. And you know what I'm saying? Um, I, I honestly, I, I truly do feel like it's gonna be a big change one day. Like, and actually, I think it's gonna probably happen soon.
2: So Yeah, I agree. It's a it's a lot of good artists. I was talking about that last night. It's a bunch of hot Houston artists right now. Like almost it is. It is. Like it was at one it point. Really is. It was at one point I was listening to the radio and it was like five straight songs from artists from Houston. And they was all hot. You had like Ken the Man, you had Erica Banks. Yeah. And then they hey. threw on DJ Chose. It was yeah. just like a uh, Beat King. It's it's King, like young. it's like all type of stuff, like wow, like Houston is really hot. And I don't think they just playing that in Houston is not. These are hot club songs. Dude,
4: if you really think about it, look what all the names you just said, dude. Every last name had a billboard. Mm. Every last name you just mentioned had a billboard. So that right there already tells you, dude, we, we really are like, dude, we are moving like Houston is moving. But I feel as though we can bro, we we should be bigger than Atlanta, dude. For one, we the fourth largest city. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? And it's just like, dude, what? But you know, of course, Atlanta has, has their own style, they flavor, and man, I love it. Like I love Atlanta, dog. But it's just Houston, bro. Like, come on, man. Like you say, it's too much talent. Like, like us, bro. You literally
1: just named four billboards
4: straight <laughs> mm-hmm. up. Yeah. You know what
1: I'm saying? So <sighs> y'all, y'all heard it here first, man. We we announced it. Houston coming back. In the next year. So we coming back, man. It's going to be 05 all over again, dog. We hey, let's, old... go. <laughs> let's go. Houston coming back on top, man. It's been too long, man. We coming back to take the crown, dog. I like it. I like it. I like yes. it. I also think it's important what you mentioned about the artist development as well, man. I think a lot of people look past that. Um, or a lot of people, I don't know if it's just sensitivity. I think a lot of artists are sensitive right now, too. You know, nobody likes honest critique on their music. But you got to give it, man, especially if you're somebody like yourself who has heard a lot of people and a lot like you know what moves the crowd and what doesn't. So mm-hmm. when somebody gives you their music and, and you're honest about it, they might think you're a hater if you don't like it. But right. it's like, nah, you, you're trying to help them out, man. It's not always about you trying to tear the next man down, it's you, you're being honest about what somebody needs to do to make good music. So I respect that, man. I respect that a whole lot. That's a very underrated aspect of being a producer and DJing to yeah. actually guide the artist to be better than what they are currently. So
4: right. nah, no, for sure, man. I feel like that's really important. Like it has to be, man. Like, you know, how else can you get the best out of the artist? You know what I'm saying? If you if you're not being straight up with them, especially if you're working with them. If you're working with a one-on-one, dude, and <laughs> you're not being straight up, you just being a yes man, is that's, that's just that shit is about to sell. I mean, that ship is about to sink like a mug, dude, yeah. like straight up. And, you know, I think that, um, you know, being transparent in this game, you know, is a must. You know what I'm saying? Like you have to, you know, um, you know, it's just, it's just, you just have to, in, my, in you know, in my opinion. So um, yeah, man, like I think that criticism, you know, is something that, you know, people do uh, kind of get upset about just cause, you know, it's like, oh, well, yeah. Like you say, you think you talking down and it's not, nah, man, you know, that's why for me personally, I mean for me whenever i talk to people whenever i'm working with other people i let them know straight up all right cool like you know i'm a, uh i want to listen to your music and before we even before we even uh get started i mean before we even get started my criticism is going to be straight from what i'm hearing you know what i'm saying so it's just like you know i don't want you to feel no type of way like i'm just giving you my expertise on from what i've studied and from what i've done in the game and you know and I'm nobody major, dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I've done some, you know, things here and there. But at the same time, I'm still trying to build myself. You know, so I'm just gonna give it to you straight. And at the end of the and at that point, it's just up to you to say, "Hey, I appreciate that, Bruce." Or, "Hey, man, nah, I'm good, cool. You know, that's cool, man." But you know, at the same time, like we have to do that. And I feel like everybody needs to kind of start. You know, I don't wanna say start, but just kind of play a role in, you know, doing that. Because I guarantee you, we're able to do that and kind of like really get out of our feelings, dude, it's, again, we should be passing letter. Yeah. Straight up. Agreed.
1: Yeah. Agreed. I, Wholeheartedly.
2: Yeah, I respect that so much because one day, um, this was back when I lived in Cleveland, and mm-hmm. um, I, I hit up this DJ. I wanted his opinion on my song. And, you know, I wasn't trying to say spin my record or all this. Other, I just wanted his personal opinion. Opinion, yeah, and um, I sent it to him and sent it the email, and he sent me a a, a price list back. For what? <laughs> he sent me a price list. Yeah, he sent me a price list. Uh, like I, I I guess promotion and all that stuff. Yeah. So I kind of at that point I kind of lost respect for him because it's like, damn, he don't care what the song sound like. So he this just, this I song could, this song could be complete ass. <laughs> But you know, if I pay if I pay the fifty dollars yeah. or whatever, he'll you know, he'll work it.
4: He'll work it, yeah. So
2: I'm just like, damn, I, I kinda lost respect for that. So I, I like people that actually give you, you know, their real thoughts on a song without right. the whole, you know, the politics behind it.
4: Nah, man. Like you have to, you know what I'm saying? And just to kinda add, uh uh add some to what you said, man. Um a lot of DJs and a lot of people, you know, I know we have busy schedules. I know we have, you know, a lot of stuff going on, especially when you are an active and full-time DJ. You know, I would expect you to be, you know what I'm saying, uh, busy and stuff. Um, when DJs receive music, like, I know I've had people reach out to me, hey, man, you check me out, check me out. And um, it's been times where I'll probably, like, oh, snap, like, I got this message and I forgot to respond. Or I'd be like, okay, you know what, let me try to get back to them um, you know, or whatever. But whenever somebody asks me to listen it's like, yeah, why not? You know, um I mean, I, I don't I don't see no problem with that. You know, if me giving you a, a price list or, you know, to listen or just period, it's like, nah, man, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, let me let's let's really figure you out first and, you know, see where we're going. You know, um, I think that that is, that is something else, you know, kind of add to what you know, uh, what you guys are saying earlier. Is that we're so quick to just be like, oh yeah, all right, well, I need you to pay this. You know what I'm saying? Versus actually genuinely, hey man, you know, what's, you know, let me let me see what's up. Like, what do you have? Like, you know. Um, and I mean, and I don't think I'm not saying, oh, we all should be like that, but I feel like, you know, we should somewhat hold some type of character of that nature. So that way is, you know, um, How can I say it? I feel like it'll really, really help out as far as, yo, okay, giving people a lot more hope in, okay, yeah, man, like, you know, I'm not going to get, you know what I'm saying, put down by this person or whatever the case is. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I don't know. Like, I'm not trying to be, like, nice about it because let's be real. Like, the game is, like, straight not nice at all. It's cutthroat for sure. Like, that's not even a question. But I also, like I said, like I told you mentioned earlier, I feel like it's all about perspective. I feel like, you know, if you have an understanding on how to really, really maneuver, I mean, like, dude, like, you can, you know, you will know how to treat people once they see you, once they see you in music, straight up.
1: So That's true. And, and going to Figgy's point as well, like, I know he was good intention, but I also know, like, what can turn some people like the DJs and the people at the radio station, what can turn them cold is because a lot of people just want to be put on for free. You know so they <laughs> might real. send you some music, they might For send you some music on the context of hey, just listen to it and tell me what you think. And then if you say you like it, they'll say, Hey, put me on, bro. And then, not no with no mention of anything paid. And then, if right. you don't do it, then suddenly you, you a hater who don't put on local artists, right? Yeah, right? You know, right. <laughs> so-
2: and, and see, and see, um, if that, if that guy did that to me, if that guy listened to the song, and then I said, Hey, can we work together? If he sent me a price list then, I would be like, okay. Yeah. It would make more sense. It makes
4: sense. Exactly. Yeah, because exactly. that's
2: you know, it's a exactly. business at the end of the day. He exactly. gotta get his money.
4: Exactly. But exactly. for the
2: simple fact that he didn't even hear the song or anything, it's like, nah, like I, I just don't respect yeah. I just don't respect it because I feel like your heart is not really in it at that point. Because mm-hmm. when people people always tag me in the music for no reason. And I, I listen to it. I, I check it out. It don't it, it take <laughs> two minutes to listen to something. So yeah. I, I just check it out and get my honest opinion about it. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's uh, it's it's free to do that. <laughs> I'm, I mean, I'm yeah. not like a bit-time A&R for a, red, uh, for a record label. But, yeah. that, you know, it it only takes two minutes. So right. it's, and just, can... it's just weird when people try to charge for that or they act like they can't do that at all.
4: Yeah. Hey, man, you know, you said something just now that was uh, really so true. Oh um, man! Like when people, people have egos. We all we we all know this. People's egos are huge, right? And I think that sometimes when people, producers, or DJs start feeling themselves, they start getting like a little buzz and stuff like that. It's like, oh yeah, that 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 ego just go up. And it's like, oh yeah, well you know I can't do this. And like you say, you know, you nobody major. I'm nobody major. You know what I'm saying? It's 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 one of those things. Whereas if you know, like you said, that hey man, you know you still building yourself. Like, I feel like a lot of people need to humble themselves. You know what I'm saying? As far as like, hey, you know, if you are not at that level of being, I mean, who, a, a Kid Capri, or if you Jazzy Jeff, or, you know, the big time DJ, cause that when you hit that level, okay, like, yeah, bro, you busy, like, yeah. let's let's just be 100, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's gonna be a feat just cause like, of your, of what you built. Yeah. But if you're a local, and you know, you got a little buzz and you know, this, this, and you start acting in Hollywood. Oh, you already crippled yourself. You already crippled yourself. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that's one thing, again, I'm I'm with you, uh, bro. I, I can't, I can't respect that. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? Because that's just something that, you know, you, and even when you do get to that level, I feel like you still should humble yourself, man. You know, I think it's dope examples in the game today that are like that, you know what I'm saying? Um, Big Kree, one of my favorite artists, man. Like this dude, one of the most humbl- humblest dudes uh J Cole, Kendrick, you know what I'm saying? All these guys, you know, these guys are humble. Um Big Chris specifically cuz that's one of my favorite rappers. I love that dude. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like for real. But um but yeah, man, like I feel like the egos plays a major role. Like egos play a major role and I and I hate it, man. Like I hate it. Um just for the simple fact that, man, it really it it it, it cripples the game. Like it cripples us. Yeah. You know? Like it really does, man. Yeah, it really
2: does. the The funny part about it is when you get DJs like that that don't want to listen to the song and all this other stuff or give you a fee. When that song blow up in the city, then they're forced to pay uh, to play it now. So now, now, buddy, you playing it for free?
4: Now you playing it for free? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you playing it
2: because you got to now because everybody else requesting it or want to hear it. it, So that's that's the irony of it.
4: (laughs) Nah, you absolutely right though. (laughs) And I wonder. I'm pretty sure bro, that didn't happen so many times. I'm pretty sure it's happened so many times, thousands of times. I'm sure. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> now we we don't want to hold you too long, but it's been a great conversation, man. Uh, uh, a lot, man, a lot of gems and facts. Hey, keep asking yeah, questions,
4: man. I ain't <laughs>
1: <laughs> so uh, we we like to put our listeners on to new music, especially the local stuff that might be going down. Not not mainstream yet. But we try okay. to keep people on new music, man. So, knowing that you're plugged in as you are, like who are the artists that people should be paying attention to now? It, it, it don't have to be just in Houston, it could be in Texas, period, or nationwide. Like, who do you think is kind of under the radar right now that people should be paying attention to?
4: Hey, musically? all right. Um, for sure, uh, we got one artist, Four Nine Jade, Big Jade. I don't know if y'all I know just, who that is. I just
2: seen her last night. <laughs>
4: For real, yeah, yeah she yeah. She, she, Bro, so she, le- records, she records. She records the studio all the time. Like actually, our oh, okay. my my best friend is her engineer. Okay, yeah, he's, a, he's I, actually in there right now. I don't know if y'all can hear the music, but he's in there going crazy right now. So, okay, yeah,
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah that's somebody uh, I actually want to get on the podcast. I seen her, but it was so crowded, and I, you know, I yeah. couldn't I couldn't really connect with her at that time.
4: With her. But I, um,
2: I definitely want to get her on.
4: Okay, <laughs> uh, I'm almost definitely with you on that. I I'll see okay. what I could do. Okay. Um, but yeah, for uh, Big J from the show 49J, Jade, um, OG Bobby Billions. Like I say, that's that's my guy. Like man, people need to pay attention to him for real. Uh, mm-hmm. Like I say, he has some major stuff on uh, in the works right now. Um, on the EDM side, I would like to promote. I would like to put my boy Snoozy out there. Uh, one of my best, one of my good friends, but a talented, talented producer. Uh, you know, he's. I've been doing music with him for about five years now. And um, you know, I, I, I know on a, on, a, on a electronic music side, like he's he's on his way. Like for real, he's on his way. Um, Pierre D, one of my other good uh, artists uh, homies, he's doing his thing. Um, as far as uh, just overall, um, damn, I'm trying to think, trying to think, trying to think. Like I think that's all I got. Really, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of the artists that we've just been coming through here. Uh, one of the other guys, uh, Kane. Uh it's another guy named Kane. I man, I forgot what he go about on Instagram. But uh he's another artist, he's signed under the So So uh So South uh distribution. Um, okay. um, you know, he's really making some noise. He, he records here. Um I'm trying to think who else, who else, who else, who else, who else, who else. Uh man, it's all like I a thing. I got a brain fart right now, my bad. <laughs> but yeah, man, those are my those are my picks though for sure. And of course, you know, myself, but I like That's to I like to be, I like to just to kind of give you a clarification though. Uh I am a DJ producer, but uh I like to kind of consider myself like a Tronado. Uh if y'all familiar with him or um who else, who else, who else? Uh or uh Hood Boy. He's another good, uh another dope electronic artist. Um but yeah, like I'm real. I I love like that that smooth uh, electronic, um, groovy groovy style. Like, I don't know. Like one <laughs> thing about like two things about me, man. I'm goofy and I'm groovy. So that's it. <laughs> so yeah. But uh, but yeah, man. But yeah, those are those have to be my artists. And uh, I know I've been hearing a lot about uh a lot of new talent in Houston. And I guess my brother, my mom went blank because I'm trying to think of their names. But man, like shout out to all of the, all of the talent that is coming out of Houston because again, like I said, I feel strong that it's going to change. You know what I'm saying? It's going to change. Um, and I feel like uh, even D town, D town for sure. Probably gonna have this circle again too. You know, like I, I honestly feel like that is going to have another circle around, um, you know, I've been peeping uh, a lot of stuff up there just cause of, again, uh, my boy Bobby. And uh, also I have some connections out there too. So I've been paying attention, but yeah, man, Texas, Texas is going to have a circle again. I, I feel it. Like, I really feel it. And I think on this on this go-round, it's going to be actually, like, on a scale of, okay, yeah, like, major, major artists, whether you're going to be pop, hip-hop, or electronic. You know, it's not just going to be just, you know, that 05 run. We were just, like, just straight, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, hip-hop, Now nah, I think it's going to be another circle of now we,
1: yeah, like, this is, yeah, you know? so mm-hmm. um So, yeah, man. It's exciting stuff, man. Exciting. We're all hyped for that in Houston, especially, man. Uh, I I got one more producer question for me, though, because this is something we've been talking about on the podcast for a while. Listening to producer trends and I, I for one, feel like the the sample sound is coming back because you see a lot of people like Hit Boy made an album with knives. Very, very sample heavy. Also, 21 Savage, uh, Savage Mode 2, got some great samples as well. I feel uh-huh. like we got away from that for the the good portion of the 2000s, you know that that boom back s- sample style of sampling yeah. soul music. I think it may may have been mainly because of label clearance issues and all that. But I feel like that's coming back now, man. Like, what do you think about that trend? Do you think that that sample sounds coming back to hip hop right now, or, or what's going on with that?
4: Oh, I most definitely think it's coming back. Um, I think it's coming back in a way of. I think he's coming back for sure, for sure. If you really notice, man, like, every time we listen to the radio, I'm hearing some sample that we remember from back in the day. You know what I'm saying? How Tory Lanez took Bartender. Oh, no. Did he take Bartender and then he flipped it? That
0: boy uh, took everything, man. He, he took everything, <laughs> yeah, he man, man. He flipped dude, anything.
4: Boy. Dude, this dude literally <laughs> took everybody's favorite 90s song and just flipped it, dude. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, like, seriously, like, him... Um, I'm trying to think who else who else who else been I think, doing that?
2: Um I, I think everybody if you look at Mary's last yeah. album, yeah, she's sampling yeah. uh Webby. <laughs> yeah, Which you know I'm, I'm like I'm like damn. Yeah,
4: <laughs> like all this this sampling. So to uh so to really answer your question, I think it's dope. I think it's really cool. Um, but I will say I want to see how creative it can yes. be. Yes, yes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like I don't I don't want to just hear, oh, it's a sample with a hard, you know, eight oh eight. Drums and that, stuff. Nah, like I want to really like feel. Yeah. Like I want to really, really like. We actually had like, a discussion oh, wow. about
2: that. We, um, Ryan was not a fan of the um G E Z and Chris Brown song.
1: They Oh sample- my god! <laughs> Return of the Mac. They ruined the classic. They ruined the classic, <laughs>
3: man. Hey, but, so, tell, bro, tell like, me.
1: Funny thing, funny thing, I did a routine to that.
4: I did a routine to that, and I I only did it because it was like I did like three different mashups of uh of a uh, Roddy Rich. That song and then the actual song, and the song is cool, you know. But I get where you're coming from because I'm not gonna lie. The more I've been hearing it, the more I'm just like, yeah, I gotta go back and listen to the original. (laughs) original,
1: They ruined the classic.
2: Yeah, the original. To me, it travels well with time. So, so you didn't. So you didn't need to remake it's not. It's not like an old James Brown song that you know really won't sound well on the radio. Like yeah. that song always sound good on the radio and they, radio, they yeah. redid it and put some 808s behind it.
4: <laughs> you know it's crazy dude. I listened to that so, so carefully and honestly dude, it really wasn't no big big time difference. They took the beat and they I I I'm I'm just from a producer's perspective and this is I mean I'm I'm pretty sure I, you know I could be wrong but I don't think I am dude. It's like dude, all they did was take the same drums probably replaced it with a you know what I'm saying probably with a new uh new snare and probably like a a a, ton, uh, a different type of tone kick and then just um had a chord progression of the the core progression was the same everything was the same mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying and even Mark Morrison he was only on there for the beginning yes so you know it's just like with, I mean you know it's just like all right cool bitch, so it's the same song you know what I'm saying but it just has Chris Brown and Jeezy on it and I asked and I like Jeezy, you know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna lie, I actually do. Um, but you know, him doing that when it was like at first I was like, oh, okay, but now I don't know, like it's just like, yeah, because I guess I've been hearing it so much that now I'm just like, yeah, I, I gotta go back and this, I gotta go back and listen to uh, the original. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, man, that beat, I don't think it didn't take long to make that beat at all. I'm not, hey, I, I mean. I ain't yeah. trying to throw slugs, or anything. Yeah. I promise, I'm not. I
3: promise yeah. I'm not. But yeah, that's
4: but Hitmaker if you, you really listen to that, man. Come on, dog. <laughs> yeah,
2: hey, shout out the Hitmaker. <laughs> yeah. he, hey, for he, real, he been doing hey, it he, a lot and he made too.
4: The beat? Yeah, yeah, he actually
2: produced it. Yeah, for
4: real. Okay, yeah. Hey, and I got mad love for him. Like seriously, like I really yeah. do. But, but that been kind of his. Saying, th- that been
2: kind of his thing too. Uh, taking a classic song and flipping it. So he's been, he been kind of on a roll with that and he did roll with that. It does, yeah.
4: Yeah, nah, and I, bro, I, like I say, I think it's dope. But again, man, how creative can we be with it? You know what I'm saying? How creative can we be? If you would've took Mark Morrison and then put it to the whole different type of trap, way, way with a breakdown, Oh, dude, let's go. You know what I'm saying? But if you just gonna stick to the same thing, like he said, hey, I would've rather just stick to the original, man. Yeah. You know? If
2: he could've just yeah. sampled it or something, like a little quick sample
4: and yep. you know
2: build around it but it, around it, it was day. pretty much the instrumental <laughs> <laughs>
4: exactly exactly man
1: <laughs> and it, that kind of reminds me too of the whole dj debate with you know if you can't rock turntables you ain't kind of kind of you kind of faking the funk a little bit i feel yeah. the same way about producers man i feel like if you can't cuz that used to be the bar for who you were as a producer you know how well you could flip a sample you look at the RZA, you look at DJ Premier, you look at Ninth Wonder, like they took shit and flipped it to make it sound completely different. Yes, you sir. know, I'm not saying you got to reinvent the wheel with a song, but just like you said, adding Ada and the kick to an already produced song and calling it a new song, it's kind of like, look, make the money. I'm mad at you making the money, right. but it, it it kind of creatively is a little lazy, man. But that's just how I yeah. feel. Maybe it's just an old man take. I don't know, but. <laughs> Nah, I, nah, I can
4: situation. agree. I can agree. I most definitely can agree, man. You know what I'm saying? And I mean, you already got Chris Brown and Jeezy with their platforms. So honestly, bro, I think that was just another song to get out. You know what I'm saying? It was another song to get out. Uh, I, you know, I think the concept was dope. I think the idea, you feel me? But as far as it's, the song, you know, it's like, no, nah, I, I hear you. Like,
1: I most definitely hear you. <clears throat> Yeah, yeah, but we'll, I think we're going to get more of that, unfortunately. I, I don't think we're anywhere <laughs> close to the end of of them remaking popular 90s and 2000s songs. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. You, yeah, know yeah, heard, it. you, know,
2: you know what I heard recently? Somebody sampled, I don't even know who it was, but somebody sampled that 50 Cent song, uh, Get Out My Car. Remember that
1: song? Really? Car. Yeah. Yes. Get, in, no, my car, get really? in my car, bitch. Get in my car. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Somebody sampled that. I'm like, What? So wow, I'm digging I've, in
1: the crates real? now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I,
2: I don't know. Maybe it's for me real, feeling real. old, but I'm like, damn, I remember that song when it dropped. And everybody yeah. had that song in their headphones. Dude, and, and now I they, it. they pretty much remade it. So I'm like, damn.
4: Yeah. This is like Pop Smoke we did uh, Have Mercy On Me. Remember Have Mercy On everybody Me? Everybody is, is redone oh, made
1: Michael. men now. Many <laughs> men. Everybody doing... That's a new thing now. If you if you, if you you want some shit, you got to remake Many Men. <laughs> like, that's yeah. always what happens with everybody right now, man. Enough with the Many Men remakes, man. We've had enough. Please, people. The, the original <laughs> song is perfect as is, but we don't have yeah. enough of the remakes of Many Men. Please no more. Please no more sampling <laughs> that shit. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's, <funny. laughs> That's funny. well shit we, we, we done had a good time man bruce uh appreciate you joining us man uh you got anything <laughs> new anything you want to promote anything coming up people could check you on
4: um uh, nah,
1: man as of right
4: now um i actually been um focusing on a lot of just different moves as far as with dj and the brand and everything um the only thing i have right now is just a lot, i'm you know getting everything Situated with my YouTube a lot, uh, a lot better, um, and even just with Instagram I'm still promoting that and stuff. But um, yeah, man, right now I won't be putting out no major projects because I'll be get, I'm back to producing heavier now, especially since I'll be resigning from school. But uh, I mean resigning from uh, from teaching. But uh, I'm will actually be in official uh, in album mode or EP mode at by August. So, um, so yeah, man, so right now I'm just working on a lot of planning, a lot of planning right now. And with the planning, I'm just, you know, taking DJ in and just really pushing that all the way. Um, I will be in these are competitions in the future. So I plan on performing for, uh, I mean, I plan on battling in the Goldie Awards, DMC, Red Bull, three style. Um, and these are major, major competitions. So, I mean, I got six months, eight, six to eight months, almost to a year to literally have to put it. Set together, you know what I'm saying? Um, so yeah, that's really all I have, man. And then of course the studio, just being here, you know, um, be at the wolves then. Um, so shout out to the wolves then, man. You know, anybody need but anybody in the city need a place to come record, you know, come check us out. Uh, you can follow me on Bruce Wayne23, it's W-A-I-N-E 23 at Bruce Wayne23 on everything. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, everywhere. Like it's Bruce Wayne23. Um, but yeah, man, again, I thank you guys for allowing me to, uh, you know, to uh, talk to you guys, to be interviewed. Uh, you got a super dope. This conversation has been nothing but, <laughs> I can talk about music all day. Yeah, like, we can, too, man.
3: <laughs> our, our,
2: yeah, yeah, we usually record for about, what, three hours? Three to four In hours? So, yeah. <laughs> we be
4: going all, like, all day. <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah, for real, man. That's what's up, dude. That's
1: what's up. Yeah. Well, one more qu- one more quick question, man, because I, I forgot to ask you, but I, I'm a big nerd, so I'm, of course, a Batman fan. Hey, like, where, Where'd you get the Bruce Wayne from, man? Was that just I from the- it. I love it. <laughs> I love it. So funny
4: story, right? Uh, I didn't like Bruce Wayne. I didn't like this crazy, right? So 2011, 2012, uh, my uh, my first manager that I had, and also still my best friend to this day. It's like my brother. He uh, gave me the name. Long story short, he gave me the name. We was in a uh, uh, in my uh, lawyer's office at the time, doing our DBA, and he was just like, "Yo, I think you should change the name." From Curious Keys at the time, I was Curious Keys, right? With Caves, and uh, he was like, I think you change that to Bruce Wayne, keep it. I'm like, no, dude, because bro, it's so many <laughs> like it with Bruce Wayne, I'm not about to do that. And He was just like, bro, run with it, trust me. Like, and then, like, he did the whole Cable Heart thing, just do that. And I'm like, no, <laughs> like, no, bro. So, uh, my lord, he wrote it on the DBA, and I thought they were joking because I went to the restaurant, he was like, yes, yeah, Bruce Wayne. So they wrote it, Bruce Wayne Music Enterprises. Hey, bro, that's what it's gonna be. So I'm like, bro, you had this man fill out this DBA and do all this, and I was like, okay, whatever. So, you know, and and my boy, that's like I said, it's my brother. So I, you know, I, I trust him. You know, what I'm saying I've been knowing him ten plus years. Shout out to my boy Theo, and you know, he <clears throat> he straight up like gave me that name, but but it wasn't until a year later that I was like, yo, I need this to mean something. And of course, as you can tell, it's, you know, it has a dots in the middle and it's an acronym. And uh, Bruce Wayne stands for I'm gonna say this slow because I know a lot of people mm-hmm. say I say it fast. Uh, Bruce Wayne actually stands for boy, ridiculously unique, creating epic and wondrous art in new essence.
1: OK, I like that. I like it. I like uh, that.
4: Yeah, so you know, um, and I'm not gonna lie to be very transparent. I think I was like drunk in the shower and I just thought about it like that. <laughs> <so, yeah. laughs> you remembered it though, man. That's an important yeah. thing.
1: You remembered all of it. Hey, that's for important. real, man. <laughs>
4: <laughs> hey, for real. And uh, man, you know what's crazy? Like some people started telling me, yo, that's you, bro. Like that's the stick. And ever since, man, like that's what I get called. You know what's crazy? My mom don't even call me my government name, she called me Bruce. Damn,
1: that's how you know you made it, man. That's how you know you made (laughs) it.
4: (laughs) Like, it's it's literally like, hey, Bruce, hey, Bruce, hey, Bruce. I'm like, okay. like It's not even no Keaton, it's Bruce. I'm like, all right, cool. Say (laughs) this. Okay, okay, I like it, I like it. Those be the
2: best nicknames when somebody else give it to you and everybody else catch one but you. Because like- Yeah, right? Yeah, because like my name Figgy, I hated that name so much. Like, my, my rap name was Jose Figueroa. So um people sure. people started calling me figarola. We we dropped yeah. the jose, people start calling me figarola, and for short, they started calling me fig. And then I had a couple dudes that was like Figgy, Figgy, Figgy.
4: Hey, I ain't gonna lie, I like that though. Yeah, I, <laughs> I
2: hated it because it kind of reminded me of Fergie. Oh and, and so it was just okay, like, okay. man, like that shit sound corny, but I people see. caught on to that. People just started calling me Figgy, the girls started calling me Figgy. And I'm just like, all right, well, it is what it is. And it yeah, just it stuck is, around. Yeah. yeah. But I didn't like my name at first either. <laughs> Dang, I didn't dude, choose I... this name. <laughs>
4: <laughs> name. But like now me. though, how you feel about it now, though? You like you, Yeah, I'm good with it. Yeah, you cool. Good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. live. Yeah. 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 And you know, you're right though, man. Like you never really realized that until you know way later. You know what I'm saying? I just look at that as man. That's you know, that's God. You know what I mean? Like, you know, it was mm-hmm. meant to happen and to see. You know, how everything transpired, you know, uh in right now, I wouldn't change
1: it. Yeah. I wouldn't change that's it. That's dope. That's a that's a good story behind a name, but I I did think we were gonna talk about Batman for a little bit, man. I thought you're gonna be a big <laughs> Batman fan. I'm gonna talk about the new Justice League movie. But all right, all right, it's cool, it's cool, man. Hey, it's cool. I guess i will be the you, only
4: nerd here. <laughs> hey, but hold on, you wanna know the ironic part? My favorite superhero is Superman.
1: Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> like okay. No cap-
4: and for real, and like it's either, because no, no, seriously, my favorite superhero growing up was Superman. Of course, now Black Panther, because I ain't going to lie, that's just my dude. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Superman was my, my favorite dude, like seriously, because I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a nerd too. Don't feel, hey, I'm a nerd, dude. Like, I love <laughs> dude. I am a nerd. Look, I am a computer geek, and I am a nerd. When it comes down okay. to, uh, I don't know, uh, if y'all been up on WandaVision lately? But hey, man, y'all need to take I, that out.
2: I missed the last episode. Oh, so. dude, great, I, I ain't seen see great. the one yesterday, so I'm going to watch it as soon as I get home.
4: It's bro, it's great, bro. I love Marvel and what they doing, man. DC, y'all got to catch up, baby. Y'all got to catch they're up. There, baby. They're
1: getting there. They're getting there. Hey, we we got a black man writing next Superman movie. I don't know if y'all heard that. So that's oh, it's going real? down, man. Yeah, Ta-Nehisi oh, Coates, who's been a uh, real real prominent writer. He wrote for Black Panther to the comic book, and yeah, he's going to yeah, write yeah. the new Superman oh,
4: movie. Shit. Yo, so, that's
1: yeah. so dope, man. We in there now, man. We in there. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm about to go research that now. Hey, you got yep. me.
4: hey, that's
1: what's up. It's <laughs> going down, up. man. We we coming up in the superhero world, man. So let's go. Yeah. <laughs>
4: let's go. Well, let's go.
1: I well, I think we done covered all the bases, man. I, I think yeah. we, we had a great discussion, yeah. man. Really enjoyed it. Really enjoy you having you on, bro. Um, once again, follow this man uh at Bruce Wayne W-A-I-N-E. 23 on Instagram and all social media platforms. Dope dude, very creative. You gonna see his uh, sets on on Instagram and all that stuff too. So yeah. peep, peep it out, man. And, and, and we got we got to talk to you again, man. Especially yeah. when you when you get the album cooked up and all that. We yeah. Definitely gonna yeah. do we, this again.
2: Yeah, we gotta have you in studio too, man. I know you was ready to come up here.
4: <laughs> I was, I was, cause I was like, hey, man, like I whenever whenever we gotta go, cause I seen the uh, the uh, address and the email. Yeah. I was like, okay, cool. That's where I need to go. So yeah, but, so but
2: yeah, we yeah. We, uh, we in the same building as ninety seven nine the box.
1: Okay. So, so we hey, just
2: so on the other side. So if you side, if you've been there, now. yeah, hey, okay. if you've been in there, yeah, we on we on the other side, the white people side. Right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, say
0: list. Say Yeah, <laughs> less. yeah. yeah, we, def- up, yeah man. we definitely gonna have
2: you back on as soon as we get everything get back to normal. And we're gonna have you in Good. the building.
4: Please let me know, man. I, I I love to come through, man. Please let me know. And again, uh I extend the invitation to you guys. If whenever you guys want to come to the studio, check it out. Um, please let me know, man. Like
1: whenever. Cool. Will do. Will do. So, like we said, follow that man on Instagram, social media accounts, and we gonna do it again. But thank you again, Bruce Wayne, for joining us. Great discussion. Uh, very knowledgeable on all things hip hop, which we really love in this podcast, man. And we definitely gonna do it again soon, bro. So, so take care, stay safe, and, and stay up, man. We gonna do it again soon. For sure, man. Please, thank you, man. Y'all stay
4: safe. Do the same, and uh, like I say, man, can we? the next I mean can't wait to do the next
1: one once again once again the podcast was on the forefront of predicting something that might happen Mm -hmm. and it did so we got to circle back to that yeah because Meek Mill we told y'all last podcast Meek Mill had a bar in a unreleased song about uh, Kobe Bryant he basically said if I get caught lacking I'm gonna go out with my chopper it's gonna be another Kobe something like that I'm paraphrasing but it was close to that And uh Figgy, you asked the question, man. You said, you know, what would Vanessa Bryant think if she heard that? Like what what would Meek say to Vanessa Bryant if she heard this lyric and said something about it? She must have been
2: listening, man. I swear, I swear she must have been listening.
1: (laughs) I think she saw it on social media. Well, she might have been mate who knows. She might listen to the Ginger Juice podcast, (laughs) man. I'd rather think that. (laughs) Maybe that's how she found out. She saw this clip on Twitter or YouTube, maybe.
3: Who knows?
1: But anyway, so she did reply to the post in on her Instagram story, and she basically released a statement saying that I can look it up real quick. Um, But she basically said it was very insensitive and that he shouldn't have did it. Here we go. Let me pull it up. And she responded, quote, Dear Meek Mill, I find this line to be extremely insensitive and disrespectful, period. I am not familiar with any of your music but I believe you can do better than this. If you're a fan, fine. There's a better way to show you respect and admiration for my husband. This lacks respect and tact. The end. So, number one, the first thing that crossed my li- my mind, do you think she was lying when she said she never heard of a Meek Mill song ever before? Or do you think, I don't think that's she probably lying. true? I don't
2: think she lying, man.
1: Well, well she was a video
2: vixen, right? yeah but that was a long time ago yeah i don't know that's weird because with her usually with people wise you could kind of feel what type of shit they listen to or what they be on but i really don't know what she what she's really into so i wouldn't be surprised if she never really heard none of his
1: songs okay vanessa bryant is 38 years old yeah, um, what are the chances that she's never heard A Meek Mill song in her the, life Maybe but, she but, she probably heard one and didn't know It was one Yeah she pro- yeah because
2: I don't see her Like she was married to Kobe she wasn't in no clubs And stuff like that kicking it yeah. With friends like that I mean, You know she got kids and stuff but I, Honestly like As long as she been with Kobe And all the kids and she You know she probably a housewife She probably didn't she probably don't listen To the radio or you know she she don't really go out like that. So she probably never heard Meek Mill.
1: I'm going to call Cap just because I feel like she was on the Staples Center sideline for years and years. There is a good chance at some point they played a Meek Mill song during a halftime or... Yeah,
2: she probably didn't know it was Meek Mill. Yeah, that's probably more likely. She just didn't
1: know of him, but she heard his music before. But that's not important now. I I was just wondering that because that did stick out to me when she said that. But anyway, uh, have your thoughts changed about this? Like, what do you think? And, And number one, how do you think Meek Mill has handled this? Because he did reply, but he didn't apologize. He basically said something like, I don't want to read this shit. I don't want I, even to even look it yeah, up. It was stupid.
2: I think he's. I think they said he did apologize, but in pu- uh, in private. It was. I, I I think he he said he talked to her in private or something like that.
1: He probably DM'd her, and she probably didn't even see it. <laughs> like <laughs> if she didn't know who Meek Mill was, I doubt she had he had the access to call her, yeah. or text her. So, I feel like he probably just. uh dm'd her and it was unread Mm, yeah okay here okay here's what he said after this whole thing blew up he said quote i don't think we on the same signal y'all i don't see what y'all see i'll be looking at the net laughing like i did what i say random shit all day on social it becomes a trend to hate on me every once in a while but i feed off that shit i'm a beast literally then he said I apologize to her in private earlier today, not to the public. Nothing I say on my page directed to an internet viral moment or the family of a grieving woman. If you care about someone grieving, change the subject. Like, you said it. <laughs> yeah. You made it the subject. Ain't nobody pull it out
2: their ass. It's one, right? thing, it's one thing if somebody was pulling sh- people do it all the time on Twitter. I, I admit to that. But it, it wasn't like people tried to make it something that wasn't. Like, it's literally the line. Like, his line is everything. <laughs> like, people are really upset about exactly what he said.
1: Yeah, I don't, like, he's acting like people made it a big deal for no reason when if you never said it to begin with, it wouldn't have been anything. Yeah. Like, maybe think before you write a rhyme or say something on social media and don't brag about, oh, I'm just controversial. People just don't like me because I say the, like. Yeah makes me sick, man. Like, yeah. I'm really sick of Meek. Yeah,
2: and it's it's not like he made a, a song called Kobe and people pulling it out their ass like he trying to take advantage or he trying to do shit for clicks. Like, no, like, listen to the bar. <laughs> like, and I and let me be clear, too, because a lot of people all throughout the week was like, oh, it's hip-hop and all this other shit. Like, nah, like, come on. Like, we in 2021. People complain about a lot of shit in lyrics. This is the reason why we can't say certain stuff in rap lyrics anymore. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't understand why people bringing this. Oh, it's hip hop. It always been like this, and you know, all fair game and all this stuff. It's not all fair game anymore. This is not the ni- the early 90s or the late 90s where you could you could say whatever you want. You, rappers can't you can't do that anymore. A lot of rappers don't say the f-word, the, the the uh the um yeah, the f-word for you know the, the gay, gay slur
1: f-word, yes. The, yeah,
2: rappers don't say that anymore or not big time rappers, they don't say that anymore. Like if it was all fair game, people would still be saying that. But that's that's not the case now. So I I just don't understand why people are sitting here saying well it's all fair game. Look, if somebody is offended uh, that, that that was Kobe Bryant and his wife was offended. So that should that should stop the conversation at that point. Yes. <laughs> so I don't understand like because if I was if I was a rapper and I rapped about your dead mother, you know what I mean? You got the right to be upset. <laughs> you know what I mean? So so how would I, how how would you feel if I say, well it's just hip hop? Like it's just rap lyrics, like no, it's 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 disrespectful. And if 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 Kobe had a a bunch of goons around, they had the right to punch Meek in the face. Mm-hmm. A, a lot of rap, we know about this. A lot of rappers got punched in the face over lyrics. And in in this case, if if that was if 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 Kobe had a whole bunch of goons who didn't appreciate that shit, he would probably get punched in the face for that. So I don't don't understand how people just sitting there saying, oh, well, it's hip hop and people need to, you know, stop being so um, soft and all this other shit. Like, nah, like his wife don't appreciate the lyric. like apologize.
1: And and I'm glad you said that because I didn't even think about this yet. But did Snoop ever say anything about this? Did he release I, a statement? Did he make I, a video? I, I, I didn't hear nothing like that. Yeah. It's been real quiet on Snoop's side suddenly when it comes to Kobe's death. Yeah. Now, this nigga was about to pull up on a 70-year-old woman because she <laughs> brought up Kobe's rape case, which was a public event that happened. Yeah. And, and now this nigga, a fellow rapper, mm-hmm. says something perceived disrespectful to his own wife. Vanessa didn't even say anything about Gail King.
0: Yeah.
1: But she said something something about this. Where is mm-hmm. Snoop? yeah where the fuck is snoop been man where where is the threat? yeah see snoop a clown, dog <laughs> <laughs> I don't respect him at all no more like you gonna go to target like Gail King, a journalist, but another rap dude who is affiliated in the street supposedly, said some shit, and now suddenly you and your crips ain't gonna pull up or do nothing yeah, goofy shit man
2: yeah it's it's crazy i I, I just I don't know, I just think it's goofy that people sitting here saying, well, it's hip hop. If if that's the case, I'm gonna talk about your fat black mama on the rap yep. song, <laughs> yeah, and, you, yeah. and, and you can't get upset about that because it's it's just rap lyrics. So yeah, nah, man. Like if like it's it's one thing rap about or rapping about anything, but if you're being disrespectful at in any any way, anyway, like dead or not, if you're being disrespectful, somebody got the right to be upset about that. mm Hmm. Yeah, like there's a reason why people be making diss songs so that other people be mad about it <laughs> or some little shot, a uh, little bar or whatever, and people get upset about it. Like, yeah, like people got the right to be upset about that. And I think the bar wasn't even that fire. <laughs> the, it would be, be one thing. It was some type of crazy-ass Jay-Z bar. The bar wasn't even that fire. Like the song would have still been the song without that little bar. So I don't I don't even understand why he's dying on the hill.
1: Exactly. And he's not really apologizing for it in the public at all. He's doubling down really and saying, hey, I just I'm just a controversial guy who just says things sometimes. You guys just hate because you're addicted to the internet. And it's like, now nah, now nah, I am upset that no nobody has said anything. TI wanted to call out Kodak for what he said about Lauren London, which honestly, like, yeah, it was in bad taste, very bad taste. But look, where where are the rappers now? Where where is their anger at at Meek Mill? I don't hear nothing, man. It's been quiet. Mm-hmm. And his own Kobe's widow came out and said it was disrespectful. She yeah. said something, but y'all can't. None of y'all rap niggas can correct your own person. Yeah, it made me sick, man. Yeah. Now, now I'm upset, dog. I was in a good mood before. Now now I'm
2: annoyed. It's, it's irritating, man. Like once she came out with her statement, the conversation should have been over. Like, I don't care what you think. I don't care about this hip-hop shit and all that. Like, once she speaks and says it's disrespectful, because we brought it up last week. Like, what would she say about this? If she was cool with it, if she did have a problem with it, then, hey, you know, I, I guess it's, you know, people have their opinions on it. But if she said it's, it's disrespectful, like, nah, like, conversation over. <laughs>
3: you know That's mean? it, Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's just annoying, man. And now I'm annoyed because none of these rappers had nothing to say. Uh, it's whatever. I'm, now I'm annoyed. Yeah. Fucking rappers, man. Anyway, um, other things that happened this week. Uh, shit, Tiger Woods was in a very bad accident. Yeah, um, He crashed his Genesis G80, I believe it was. Um, luckily, that's like apparently the safest car on earth with like 1500 it- airbags. Like they're saying it was suit like if you're going to crash a car, that's probably one of the best cars to crash cuz mm-hmm. it has like 10 airbags in it and it's super safe. And if he mm-hmm. was another car, he might have died. But apparently he is okay. His legs were apparently crushed. in bad shape though. They were crushed. He's going to need extensive surgery, I'm sure, but he seems to be okay. So, yeah, lucky for that, man, cuz like you said before the podcast, it was close to Kobe Bryant's death
0: in
3: mm-hmm.
1: the funeral that this shit happened so yeah. or the year anniversary at least since it happened so
0: yeah
2: that w- that would have been devastating man like to lose kobe and then tiger <laughs> yeah man that man it, that will probably be the uh 2020 and 2021 will probably be the two worst years as far as like pop culture and <laughs> i probably say in history i guess you lose yeah, two, for black, sure, man. two black legends like that. Man, I, I don't even – and the thing is, I ain't even watch golf like that. I, I ain't going to sit here and cap like I – you know, I used to always watch Tiger. I would peep at it, but, like, that that would hurt me, man. That will really hurt me to see Tiger, especially everything he went through and, you know, still playing. He was still playing. He just had back surgery. Yeah, still playing. He's still trying to uh, get over what Phil Mic- Mickelson is he trying? I think nah, he's it to was uh,
1: Jack Nicholas. Jack, Jack Nicholas. Yeah,
2: yeah, he trying to uh, pass him up. So that that would have hurt, man. But it, it, when the news broke, it felt real Kobe ish. How they yeah. was covering on ESPN and they were showing the site. I am just like, man, I, man, it, it it was it was very scary. And for the simple fact, they had to, um, they said they had to use, they kept using jaws of life. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, oh man, that, that don't sound good at all. (laughs) So I'm just glad he's good, man.
1: Yeah, me too, man. Um, His golfing career might be over, but that's not important anymore. Um, Hopefully he's okay and uh, can live the rest of his life comfortably. That's the most important thing. He got kids and shit. So yeah, that's, Shout out to Tiger. Hopefully everything works okay with him. And yeah, a little scary scary, scary little moment, man. Scary moment yeah. for a little bit. So
2: I wonder Le- I wonder how um this situation will affect him mentally. Because he has been golfing all his life. Yeah. And, and never really stopped. He never retired. He never stopped. So now it's kind of like it, it, it's kind of like he never really had a childhood. You you told me bits and pieces of, uh of the documentary you watch on Tiger,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and now I wonder what, what is, what's next for Tiger outside of golf, because he's been doing it for 40 plus years, I, I want to say.
1: I think he's already been in that mode ever since, you know, the back surgeries, and he's kind of, I want to say a fall off, but his fall from relevance in the golf world. I mean, he's always going to be relevant because he's Tiger, yeah. but because of his physical condition, he's no longer the golfer like he used to be so and if you hear him talk like before and after matches he seems like he's kind of accepted that this is the end of his career Mm -hmm. you know um he doesn't have the he doesn't get super upset like he used to when things don't go his way he doesn't throw his clubs and curse and shit like he's more zen now i think he's accepted the fact that he's playing the last year's of his golf. And I think he's just rolling with whatever happens, you know, if he wins cool, if he loses cool, but it is not, he doesn't have the same fire and aggression that he used to on the course. Cause I think he's kind of reserved and he knows like this, the end. So, so,
2: so he kind of, he pretty much playing like golf with some uh, with a beer in his hand type thing. Basically. That yeah. I mean,
1: groups. he's still, he's still competitive and he still wants to win. But I think he you could tell by the way he talks about the game now, like he just knows that it's kind of like Serena in a way. But Serena still gets super emotional. Yeah. But Serena knows like her best years are behind her. And this is near the
2: end. Or will it will it be like maybe Kobe his last maybe two years where he know this team isn't going to win a championship? Yeah. And he just out there just competing.
1: Yeah, I think that's pretty much it. I think he's going to go out like that. And. Yeah, he might be done already, but yeah. yeah, it's it's sad to see. But, you know, the main thing is that he'll be OK and be there for his kids. So, yeah. of course, um, other things that happened this week. Uh, OK, I guess we got to circle back to the Deshaun Watson thing <laughs> because there has been no real breaking news. Apparently, he met with the new head coach, David Culley and reiterated the fact that he does not want to be here in Houston with the Texans anymore, and he does not plan to play ever again. Um, this is not news to us. We kind of knew that, and I know you've been talking about this all week on the Sports Radio 6, yeah. 10, so you're probably tired of talking about it, too. Yeah, no, nah,
2: it's all good. We can, we
1: can talk talk about it now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what? what? We could yeah, we could. Keep it real type thing. Yeah, we could, we could say the real shit. Yeah. Uh so so number one, we'll we'll get to this clip. We can talk about it in a minute. This whole thing with Marcellus Wiley and Emmanuel HO, I think I say his a- fucking name. I don't fucking know. Acho Acho. Yeah. Um, but we will first off, man, have, have, what do you think about the whole Deshaun Watson situation now? Do you think he will still be traded? have have, have your thoughts changed at all basically in the past few weeks since we talked about this last time?
2: No, nah, no, nah, my my thoughts never change. I think he still would be traded. I think it's kinda quiet now and I think the Texans are going out saying, No, we are not interested for a reason. I think they will trade it. They they can't just let him sit on the roster. And uh and as clear as day he, they they're not going to change his mind. And even if they wanted to, there's no way they can. They they don't have no cap space. Um they they don't have no draft picks. So it's nobody on that team can bring him back. So uh I think I think they're just out of options. So um I think the, I think the Texans are playing it right. They they staying quiet. They trying to peep everything out and I hopefully they will trade him before the draft and get some current draft picks. So that, that you gotta start rebuilding at this point. And they, I don't think it's nothing you can really do about that. I I just don't see them holding a player hostage like that. And it's clear as that. It's not like a thing where he wants more money. It's not a Le'Veon Bell thing. It's it's not, you know, an Antonio Brown thing where he won out. He uh or want extra money. Like he clearly won out. I don't even think it's about the money. I think if honestly, I think if it was up to him, I think he'd be cool with giving back some money to get out. Like I, I don't think money is the issue at this point. I think he just won a whole new team. It's not a thing where he won a championship team or he want to go to a, a a big time contender. I think at this point, man, he I I think he'd be cool with going to the Jets. <laughs> I, I just think he want to get out of anywhere but Houston. But um, yeah. But uh, outside of that, man, yeah. I think I think my stance changed. I, I'm kind of glad he did at least talk to the coach. Because uh, even though we don't really know shit about David Culley, at at least I I think Deshaun is a stand-up guy where he at least said, hey, man, like, there's no disrespect to you, but I just can't play for this organization. And, you know, even you can't, you know, change my mind. So don't think this is about you. And, um, yeah, that's my stance on it. I I, kind of feel some type of way, too, about people – Fans kind of turning on them a little bit. Yeah, they they it's, have
1: turned on them.
2: Yeah, it's 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 kind of stupid, man. Like I get it as a fan when somebody want off of your team, your your home team. You kind of you know it's kind of automatic to be like, well, get out of here, then. But you got to look at the situation. This ain't this wasn't a championship team. This ain't the Cavs. Um, you know, one game away from the finals, and LeBron leaving the next the next year or something. Like, this team is literally going nowhere. Like, look at every move they made for the past two years, and it's getting worse. So, like, me, I, I, I can never say a bad thing about <laughs> about Deshaun, man. I got the utmost respect for him. I hope he go to the team he wants, and I hope he continue his career. You know, but I, I just hate people that's sitting there talking about, well, he signed the contract. Like, the to me, the contract thing is bullshit. It's to me, the contract—that's to me—that's not even important in the situation, because if if he was if he was a terrible player, they would have traded him. Like, there's no oh, we gotta obey this contract. But I think I think the um, I think it's more about leverage, and Deshaun clearly got more leverage just because it's Deshaun, and he got a no trade clause. So I think people keep bringing up the contract thing. The contract thing don't even matter, man.
1: Yeah, I I see both sides of it, man. Like, I understand the frustration. Some of this shit is ridiculous. Like, I've seen the conspiracy theories of some people who think that this was Deshaun's plan all along. Ever since he signed the contract, he wanted to force his way out. Like, he had been planning this for years, apparently. And I think that's some bullshit. Yeah, I don't go with uh, that. (laughs) Yeah, people are going way off the ledge with that. But I understand the fan frustration when your star player, the quarterback you've been waiting for, what, fucking 20-something years now, just up and says that he doesn't want to be a part of your team anymore. You know, like, I get the frustration when it's like, look, man, we thought you were going to be the future. We don't bought your jerseys. We, like, I understand that. But I also understand how Deshaun Watson feels. You know, we had a discussion with Arian Foster. Some players play for money. Some players play to create legacies for their family. Some players play to create legacies for their football career
3: mm-hmm. and i
1: think deshaun is playing for his football legacy mm-hmm. i mean he'll make enough money to where that won't be a factor for him he wants to be known as one of the greatest quarterbacks to have played the game at this point yeah and i think because of that he doesn't want to stay in a situation where the team has parentally disappointed the front office makes questionable decisions all the time and we've never been in a position where we were really contending for any kind of championship, you know, luckily here and there get a playoff win and that's a big deal. But ultimately this team and his management is just not championship level. He wants to go to a place where he at least has a chance. And I get that too. You know, I, I understand all sides. Like I, as a Deshaun Watson fan am disappointed that he ain't going to be in my city no more. But I also want what's best for him because, you know, if I was him, I would want the best for me too. I wouldn't base my decision on what, you know, other people think of me. Yeah. So I get it. I get it. It's a situation all around. It, it just sucks, man, yeah. if you're a Houston fan. But it, yeah, it, it is what it is. It do.
2: Yeah. And I'm not saying you shouldn't be upset about it. But just looking at the overall situation of the team, I, I just think you can't blame him for wanting out of that situation. Because if you was, you know, if you was working at a job where it was just clearly a shit show, and somebody wanted out, they say, Nah, I'm cool. I mean, I I rather work somewhere else. You can't really be mad at that person because you really like that person. You you kind of understand the situation. Like, yeah, I know I know you hate working here too. Me too. But yeah, I, go get your money somewhere else, man. So I I kind of look at it at uh, as that situation. Now, now if the Texans was really good, if they was loaded, and they were you know one game away from the AFC championship game, yeah, and he won it out, that's a different story.
1: If because, this happened last year, it'd be like, come on, man.
2: Yeah, like a- after that Chiefs loss, and he won it mm-hmm. out, that to me, that, yeah, I think it's all fair game to, <laughs> to bash him a little bit because it's like, damn, we was right there. Like, mm-hmm. all we need is a couple more pieces and, you know, fits up the defense and all that, then we could be in the Super Bowl and you running away. But I just don't, yeah, I I can't bash that man at all, man. That He's a really good dude, a humble dude. And I think it's troubling for the simple fact that he wants out. <laughs> like, you pissed him off that bad where he wants to leave? I just, yeah, I, yeah, I just think it's troubling at that point.
1: It is, man. Um, But yeah, people are teeing off on on Deshaun now. We have a clip from what's it called? Say something. Speak for yourself. Speak for yourself. It used to be the Jason Whitlock show. But Jason Whitlock got fired from the network. So I guess Marcellus Wiley and Emmanuel Acho, Acho. 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 Acho are taking over it um and look i don't like calling people coons but we might have to use that word here man let's play i guess they have a skit where they bring a guy named uncle jimmy who is basically like uncle ruckus from the boondocks who just teased off about some ignorant ass shit and this is what he said about the deshaun watson situation in houston
0: before we go, we've had a lot to say about Deshaun Watson today. Now it's Uncle Jimmy's turn. Oh, is Deshaun's trade demand a bad look? Is it a bad look for a barber to look like he need a barber? <laughs> <laughs> is no, it that's a real. bad look to be a snaggletooth dentist? <laughs> right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it a bad look to see Emmanuel Acho in child support court? Terrible. Hell yeah, mm, it's yes, a bad that, boy. that ain't going to work. <laughs> hey, man, let me tell you something, man. That's how I feel about Deshaun Watson and a whole bunch of these little young athletes. Because mm. they all say the same thing. What'd they say? They all say that they want to be treated with respect. And they want to be treated like a man. That's now, you do realize that most of these athletes ain't been raised by no man. Oh, so man. how in the hell they going to know how to act like a man? Boy, it got real. See, I thought a man, if he put his name on a contract, that was all he needed to do. Show up and go to work. What Tony Montana say? A man ain't got but two things in this world. His work and his bond. Deshaun Watson mad at his boss for writing him a check for $156 million. And the only thing he can find to complain about is he lied to me. Man, if you don't grow the hell up. Hey, what'd you say, Wally? Don't let a broken promise compromise what's you are. Hey, man, a fool and his money will soon depart. Don't be no damn fool. Get your ass to work. <laughs> he said he lied to me. mama. fuck that lied to me.
1: Now, first of all, that's some fake ass laughing at the very end. Uh, no matter what you think about the situation, it wasn't that funny. Yeah. Um, well, I, this this clip pissed me off, man. So I'll let you go first, bro. Like, what, what, do you, what was your thought when you heard this, man? When this was skit was played? Because, uh, of course, everybody is is teeing off on it now. Uh, Deshaun Watson's manager uh, commented M- about Mulder it. Geller. His agent, yeah. yeah, his agent commented about it. Quincy Avery, printed of the show, commented as well, saying, you know, it's basically coonery bullshit. And what what do you think about this, man? Was this going too far?
2: It, it was way too far. And not only that, I think it was personal, man, because for the past, I want to say the past couple weeks, um weeks, um, Marcellus Wiley and um, Quincy a- Avery been kind of going back and forth. So um, that, that show been throwing shots towards Deshaun Watson ever since. Now, I think they've been doing it before, but I think uh, they've been giving it way more attention now. now. I feel like they're purposely trying to take shots at Quincy Avery and Deshaun Watson in, in his camp because I don't hear no other, like I hear people on Twitter saying, you know, doing shit like this, but I don't hear no other shows going this hard towards Deshaun Watson like that and i i i think it's more personal towards um just his camp than actually Deshaun because Deshaun not even saying anything but y'all going that hard for him and I, and not to mention man just the show overall man the show was never good i never cared for that show so i i just i don't know it, it kind of pissed me off too man this it's disappointing that out of all people, it's it's them, and I'm I'm including Emmanuel Acho in it too, because if you grin and you win it, and, yep. and he was and he seemed like he was always the woke person too, mm-hmm. so it was it's kind of strange when you know um, Marcellus Wiley is saying all this bullshit, and he over there kind of smiling and laughing. I just I I I ain't think the clip was funny at all. I think it's stupid. I hate when people I think Ricky Smiley used to do this on on his morning show. He used to um have some like I I think he used to talk like he was like this old black lady and he's like, "Oh, put the fat back in the greens." And he used to just talk like that. It, to me, it's dumb because every black person isn't like that. And it is it's a it's a terrible stereotype. So That's why a lot of these white people, they whenever they try to do some shit like that, they try to imitate that, and they end up getting cancer or getting in trouble for it. So I just, yeah, Uncle Jimmy, whatever his name is, it's just stupid, man. I, I, yeah, try to say most of these men were raised by women anyway. So, like, what do that mean? Like, it's just, it's very insensitive, man. That show need to be suspended, honestly. I, uh, yeah, like I, I don't want to say they need to be fired, but they on the bo- they on <laughs> they on board for getting fired. Sometimes if they keep doing this shit like this, like it, it like it brings nothing. It's stupid. Like I, 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 I don't know. It's just real disappointing, man.
1: Yeah, this bothered me a lot, man. And I'm usually somebody who sticks up for the free speech and and jokes are jokes and whatever you can fly. You know, like I understand that. But it bothers me because we don't have a whole, still to this day, we don't have a lot of all-black shows, period, let alone sports talk shows. You mm-hmm. know, it's no secret the general sports talk audience is majority white. Mm-hmm. So it is rare to have an all-black sports talk show. And it's disappointing to see the, one of the few ones that are on air do something like this. To where it reminded me a lot of remember Dave Chappelle talked about, you know, when he quit the Chappelle show, he was doing some skit. He said this on Oprah, I think, shortly after it happened. He said he was doing some skit about like the racist fairy who who did some some stereotypes toward every race. And I forget the exact context, but basically it got to the black part where he was talking about fried chicken and watermelon or some kind of racist ass joke. And like a white guy was laughing a little too hard, like a super hard. And it made him question like, you know, is this really jokes or is this perpetuating, you know, shitty stereotypes about black people? Mm. And that's 100 percent what I think this skit is doing. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, we all know there is a crazy old nigga in a barber shop talking ignorant and Mm -hmm. we just accept that because of the situation, but it's a different thing. When you put this in front of a majority white watching sports talk audience and you call most black athletes fatherless Mm -hmm. like that, that's crossing a line, man. And I don't like seeing that. I don't like the key can in the background. Like Emmanuel, who was like you said, was supposed to be this woke guy who's always talking about racism and shit. Yeah, yeah. like he ain't had shit to say about this. Like it, it, it's, and I don't mm-hmm. like calling people coons, man, but it's coonery. Like there's no other way to say it. It's disgusting to me to see black people in, in this position do something like that. Like, if you, if you, I, and I'm not saying you can't say what Deshaun is doing is wrong, like, everybody can have an opinion. Like, but like, it is more personal because of the Quincy Avery thing with Marcellus Wiley. They were talking about fighting. There's some goofy shit like that.
3: Yeah.
1: But this has gone too far, man. Like you, you can say Deshaun is wrong for how he's approaching it without saying, oh, he ain't know how to be a man because he probably ain't got a man in his house that he grew up with.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, That's just disgusting, man. It bothered yeah. me a lot. Yeah. And and like I said, I like.
2: You could disagree with how Deshaun is going. I'm not saying you got to agree with the way he's, um, you know, doing this thing, but just to sit there and bash this man character, like this dude been nothing but, resp- but a, 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 awesome dude. That dude you want to be on your team, like he not that he, he not that guy that loud mouth guy. That everybody respect Deshaun Watson, and for you to sit there and. Pretty much saying he crying about you know signing this contract and want to leave and all this other stuff. It's like nah, it's to me it's bullshit, man. Like I yeah, I'm more disappointed than um, Emmanuel Acho because I thought he was one of those dudes that will you know that kind of understand us because it's it's not a lot of black people in sports radio who understand you know what we really are or who can. Be that voice to speak up and say, hey, this is what's going on in the black communities. I thought he would I thought he would be one of them. But I guess uh, clearly not if he's sitting there keying and all that stuff. And even, you know, he's on that show. Like, why is you letting that segment fly like that? Mm -hmm. Like, if I was in that seat, I would be like, nah, (laughs) like, this is not even funny to me. Like why is we doing this show? <laughs> like why why we got this little Uncle Jimmy skit? Like to me it's it's stupid. I'm not and to be fair, I'm not sure if he do that type of shit all the time, if he like stereotype black people and all this other shit, but to me it's just it's stupid, man. Like I I'm, I'm very disappointed in in Emmanuel for even Kikiing with that. Like it's not funny. It's, if he want to make shit uncomfortable, he need to be like nah, like like you could say how you feel, but nah, don't call, don't sit there and say you know all these athlete, black athletes are, are fatherless anyway. So that's why they're acting like that. Like it's it's bad, man.
1: It is, man. And and Marcellus Wiley, I don't know what happened to him because at ESPN, I thought he was pretty good. You know, like I don't know what the fuck he went to FS one and became like Jason Whitlock Jr. Yeah, you know I really don't know what happened to him.
2: That's the crazy because it's funny because um, back when I, I think uh, Quincy might have tweeted something towards him, and I commented like, "Damn, like what? I, I ain't know he was like this," <laughs> like, and he was just like, "Wow, you ain't know this," or I for- yeah. I forgot what he said, but pretty much like, "Yeah, this dude been like this for a minute." I'm like, damn. so I'm I'm wondering he I was thinking he probably always been like this. But, you know, back when he was with ESPN, I want to say it was pre cap. So, you know, they weren't talking about too much politics and the flags and all this other stuff. It was mainly sports. So I'm, I'm thinking maybe that's why we didn't know. And now that is, you know, is post cap. And you know, it's you know, let's be real. Politics is in in sports now, and you know, people you know express themselves way too much now. And I I just I felt like he just took after Jason Whitlock at this point. He, they was on the same show, yeah. so, so I'm wondering if he just decided to take his place, and maybe he getting more of a you know a crowd. Maybe getting the crowd he wants, so he he's doing it even more. But it's just it's it's goofy, man. And it's it's disappointing because he's a former player. So, yes. So how you how you not gonna understand, you know, what he's kinda going through. You know, a, a team a team like the Texans who's sucking this his his players dry by, you know, getting rid of his weapons. And he like, man, you know, I you know, I don't want no parts of this. <laughs> so I, I just don't get it, man.
1: Yeah, and, and I think Marcellus Wiley was at ESPN before after the Cap Kaepernick stuff. But really? okay, yeah, I don't remember what he said about it. I don't remember anything. I don't remember him being full Jason Whitlock with it.
2: Yeah, me. But either.
1: one thing I've learned, man, is people will pimp themselves out for anything as long as it means they got stable income and and are talked about and are famous. Like I, I honestly believe Candace Owens does not believe most of the shit she says, but I feel like she found her lane. And being this super Republican, bullshitting, you know. Yeah. Base. I don't want to, like I said, I don't like no. saying people are coons. Yeah. But she she made a living being this character, and now she's stuck to it. Yeah. So and you see a lot of people flip up, or when, when that well one runs dry, then they suddenly become woke again.
3: Mm-hmm. And, and
1: all that stuff happens. But, yeah. yeah, people will pimp themselves out for relevance and money all the time, man. Yeah. I think that's probably what happened to myself as Wiley he he's mm-hmm. temping himself out because you know he's that, on Jason Whitlock's show now so yeah that's exactly what um, what happened to Jason
2: Whitlock because yeah. i know he was kind of crazy before with it, certain opinions but um it seemed like he just took that route and once he left um fs1 he went right to um that outtake or whatever that, and that that um that company with clay travis so mm-hmm. I, yeah and clay travis is one of those guys, too, who I I want to say he just I want I, I want to say he just took a whole political route. I don't, I'm not I'm not too familiar with Clay Travis, but I heard he kind of switched up and went that route yeah, because, and started popping even more. So he clearly doing it for the audience. And that's that's probably what um, uh, Jason Whitlock and Marcellus Wiley doing.
1: Yeah, and it's sad to see, man. But uh, yeah, hopefully that uh, that that my money's on Quincy. That's all I'm saying. If a link up mean, ever does happen, my money's on Quincy, dog.
2: Yeah, me too. That's that's that's, that's the, what I'm gonna say. That's the friend of the show,
1: man. I ain't, yes, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Quincy gonna knock his ass out. You
2: gonna have to take that golf club he be using, just <laughs> bucking with the
1: golf club. Yeah, it's funny how, how Houston Twitter has turned on Quincy too because I guess he's the most vocal person in the situation even though he's not saying anything really either. He's just mm-hmm. asking questions like the whole thing about Carson. I, I don't know. It, I, I guess people have turned on him too because just because he's affiliated. Yeah. But whatever. People, it, people
2: it's, so, it's so weird because with this whole Deshaun situation, people was co- complaining. They was begging Deshaun to say something. And I don't understand why because the the sources was the sources. He wanted out. Yeah. Like why do you want to hear him say it? Because, what, because if he talk, that ain't going to do nothing but piss you off even more. And so that, And that'll make Yeah, and so now with the with him talking to the head coach saying you know he's never playing again for the Texans, that pissed everybody off. So it's like why do you want him, why do you want to hear it from his mouth?
1: People keep saying that. And yeah, I don't get it. He doesn't owe the the people an explanation, period. You talk like here's the thing. Like if we're working at the same company and I have a problem with the PD and I, I want to leave, I want to leave like a radio station or wherever. I have a problem with the boss and I want to leave. And, and some employees want to know why I want to leave. I don't owe you an explanation <laughs> to tell you why I want to go. I can tell you if I want to,
3: but
1: you're not entitled to know why I want to lead If it's a personal thing with Mm -hmm. me and the boss, Yeah, you know, so he's not entitled to tell people why he wants to leave his job and go somewhere else. Yeah. You know, if he does, and we know the reasons why, because we see what the team is doing, Mm -hmm. we can infer things ourselves. We're smart. People are supposed to be smart. And so, yeah, I don't think he owes the people an explanation. You know, he's talked to, the people who are important in the situation and that's all he needs to do.
2: Yeah. You know, his, so his team is, um, uh, his manager, his, whoever you want to call it, his agent is handling all that. Yeah. So he ain't gotta say a damn thing. That's that's just think about the situation where, you know, you might be in some legal trouble and you get, you get a lawyer you're not supposed to go out there and say what's going on. Yeah, that's so the first
1: thing a lawyer says. Yes, don't say shut anything. The f-
2: shut the fuck up. <laughs> I got mm-hmm. this. Don't say shit. Like, I don't care what they're saying about you. I don't care if it's true or not true. Don't say shit. I got this. Just, yep. just keep doing your thing. Keep living your life. It's it's your off season right now. So that's what he's doing. He, he And he clearly been living life.
3: Uh, yeah,
1: very, very true, man. And yeah, we'll see. We know Deshaun Watson's days in Houston are numbered, sadly. He will be leaving soon, but yeah, people, people are going too far with the criticism, man. I, I, like I said, there, there's a way to do it. You can say he's wrong, but you ain't got to fucking do the goofy shit that this show just did with this skit. Yeah, people, there, are, there are lines that we don't need as, a, as a people. And man. here's an annoying thing to me too. I know we've been on this man. for a minute. But I just hate because I know they're not going to get fired because it is Yeah, because I feel like that's their that's
2: kind of their thing, I guess. Or FS1, they they want something like that.
1: And not only that, they will let black people talk down as bad as you can about black people. Mm -hmm. Like for some reason, that's allowed. And I hated when Stephen A. Smith would get all arrogant about that. Like he was very anti-Kaepernick. At the Mm -hmm. time, he's changed and softened up because it's been more popular to soften up. But when it was happening, he was very pro-NFL, anti-Kaepernick. And Stephen A. Smith would always say, I don't give a damn what y'all black people think. You know, I don't give a damn because, you know, and they let him get away with that arrogance because he's black. Mm -hmm. Imagine if a white guy had a skit like this on a sports show. They would get fired immediately. Mm -hmm. But since they're black... It's okay for them to make the worst stereotypical bullshit racist black jokes, and it'd be cool. Mm -hmm. That annoys me too, man. But yeah. Anyway, I've been in the back. I'm. I don't know what's. These things are pissing me off, man. I'm getting in a rotten mood because of these topics, man. Let's let's lighten it up a little bit, man. Yeah. Uh, shit. Oh yes. Let me review. (laughs) Okay. Time time for a gems and juice food review,
2: man. Okay, okay.
1: (laughs) There is a new chicken sandwich on the block. If you have been living under a cave for the past year or so, you might not realize it, but there is a chicken sandwich war going on in the streets right now. Mm -hmm. The block used to belong to Chick fil A (laughs) and it did for a long time, but then Popeyes crept up.
2: Took that shit.
1: And yes, they took it. (laughs) No Vaseline, just took it. now they sell me the kings of the chicken sandwich you know we remember that whole rave over it people selling out chicken sandwiches it was a craze Mm -hmm. and now ever since that happened every fast food restaurant has been making a new chicken sandwich (laughs) Uh, Burger King has one as well Popeye's got a fish sandwich I want to try too me too I I was just about to
2: say that I, I was about to ask was you a fish guy But that that fish sandwich, look, like a Cajun fish sandwich or something?
1: Yes. I'm I'm going to try that.
2: I'm going to try that after the show.
1: (laughs) I was just thinking that, too. It's a Popeye's a little bit for me, but I'm going to go and we'll have a new review (laughs) next week. But now I'm talking about the McDonald's chicken sandwich. They got a new sandwich, man. I bought it because of the McDonald's like right across the street from me like in walking distance. Mm. So I said, fuck it. I ain't been to McDonald's in a long time. I didn't even get the Travis Scott meal. (laughs) <laughs> but let me try the chicken sandwich from McDonald's. Maybe the Ocho Cinco tweets were getting to me. I don't know the Chad Johnson tweets of him <laughs> propping up McDonald's every single day, which I hope he gets paid for that promotion. By the way, I hope they he pay probably him do. Give lie. him something. He got to. Yeah, I would hope so. But anyway. So, I went to McDonald's. Now, it was late. It was around probably like ten o'clock, but still, you would think it's fast food, man. I doubt there was like a gourmet chef to make the good shit in the mor in the afternoon. Yeah. And his shitty ones get in the night shift. So I got the sandwich man. I was very disappointed. Mm. It was not good at all. now it had the look. It had the fancy bun. That all the new chicken sandwiches have now <laughs> and the chicken breast itself was okay but it, it was tr- it wasn't even as good as a chick-fil-a sandwich it was mm. terrible
2: man and
1: it was bad uh it, it had no flavor to it the the chicken was, ju- was juicy enough but i felt like i could have just went to chick-fil-a and got a much better meal yeah and of course, McDonald's. I got the whole meal just to try it. McDonald's got the worst fucking fries, man, <laughs> by far. These fries are all—I forgot because it's been a minute since I've been to McDonald's. Yeah. McDonald's has the worst fries. I took one bite of them shit. So I'm like <laughs> soggy, limp, <laughs> dead ass, nasty ass fries. And you, when you go to Chick Fil A, those waffle fries hit hard. Yeah. Sometimes I would go to Chick-fil-A sometimes and just get a big old order of fries.
2: I usually get a, a big old <laughs> fry from Chick-fil-A and, or just on their way home and just eat yes. them on the way home. I don't get nothing else.
1: <laughs> yes. Those <laughs> waffle fries are tough, man. Like, yeah. I love the waffle fries. <laughs> With the I Chick-fil-A will, I sauce? Get, yes. Get the sauce, the fries. Sometimes in my fattest days, I will get like a milkshake and a fry and nothing else. <laughs> That's when I have my whole uh yeah. black card thing. But uh so yes, I tried this sandwich. The fries were awful, the sandwich was bad. Uh and juice rating is time now. <laughs> the McDonald's chicken sandwich is pig pen status. Pig pen It's pig with the pen-tality. hogs. Mm-hmm. With the hogs. The hogs pig pen. Gin and <laughs> <laughs> <Gender laughs> juice the McDonald's chicken sandwich is officially pig pen status y'all don't waste your money on it don't even be tempted by the commercials because I get a fucking I have Twitter on my phone I get a fucking McDonald's advertisement every two tweets Damn. about a chicken sandwich I tried it it's trash don't waste your money don't listen to Chad Johnson on Twitter don't go to McDonald's man Yeah. go to Popeyes
2: it's strange because um, McDonald's always had some type of chicken sandwich though so it's like, and I don't think it was bad because I used to get it back when I went to McDonald's, but like, what's the, re- why, why you re up in the chicken sandwich? Why you like, well, the, like what's different about this one? Because it's not like they never had a chicken sandwich before.
1: Their chicken sandwich was more like a chicken patty before. Remember mm-hmm. that? Like mm-hmm. it was more like a patty of like, it wasn't like a real chicken. Like, you know, the, 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 the pea, the chicken breast looks more like the Popeyes one or the Chick Fil A one. It don't look like the old one, which is just like a chicken chicken patty, you know.
2: Yeah, yeah. I so think, no, I think they did used to have like an actual chicken sandwich. They they used to do like the chicken BLTs and stuff like that. I think. I think oh, or really? Chicken, I don't or, know. Or like a chicken ranch sandwich. They used to have some shit like that too. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe I ain't been in a minute, so I, I yeah. could be wrong.
1: Well, the bun—they might—the bun, I think, was probably different too. It, yeah. It's more of the the buns you see with the other fancy chicken sandwiches.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: But yeah, she was trash, I man. I was very disappointed because I was hungry too, Damn. and it did not satisfy me in taste or quality. The whole pig, pig pen did. status with the pig hogs M and the mentality. pig.
2: Yeah, <laughs> man, we hit on something yes. good with this, man. <laughs>
1: oh, no, we did, man. Jay, I'm telling you, Jay Princess has have no idea how he's influenced his podcast, man. Yeah, he gave us a whole identity off a one twenty minute interview. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, I so feel, yeah. I feel like we could do it now since we actually had him on. I would probably be oh, yeah. I would probably be scared if we never had him on, and we it, it, our whole podcast is based around him. We'll probably be like, damn, Look, we don't know how, how much, you know, if he'll like it or not. But now that we had him on, it's like, oh, he cool. He'd be cool with that. Biggie,
1: to our knowledge, we are the only Mob Ties qualified podcast ever.
2: So okay, so we have
1: a right. Mm-hmm. We have a right to use his drops. We just come to the territory. Mm-hmm. We might be in trouble if we didn't have J. Prince drops.
2: Exactly, Okay. yeah.
1: We are the Mob Ties qualified podcast. <laughs> So yeah, we're just doing what we're supposed to do, and mm-hmm. in, in my in my mind, yeah. is what it's supposed to be. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I agree, man. <laughs> uh, so other quick topics, man. I'm gonna speed run this real quick because this happened a while back. People were all mad at it. <laughs> uh, how you feel about that kid who was? <laughs> to make a funny Cam Newton at that camp. <laughs> did, you, <laughs> did you care about this, man? People were teeing off on that kid. I ain't
2: really I ain't really care, man. It's it's that's the thing. It's kids that's always like that, man. You always get that one kid that's try to that try to challenge the grown man. Like even if it wasn't Cam Newton. It, it's always that one kid that's talking shit. But it seemed like honestly, I looked up the kid. uh, uh I looked him up on Twitter and all that stuff. He seemed like he a cool dude. It don't seem like he just this jerk jackass that's, you know, not even playing football. He he actually he he actually playing. So like I wouldn't be surprised if we actually see him in college at some point. And you know, a throwback Thursday, oh, remember when he was going against Cam Newton as a kid and now, you know, he in the draft room. <laughs> So it, it it seemed like like I don't know much about him, but it seemed like he do have talent where he probably was just talking shit. He he probably just feeling himself at that moment and was like, man, like, you ass.
1: <laughs> and, and here's the thing, man. People like I understand people saying kids should be respectful, especially when you're talking to an NFL professional, somebody who's what you're trying to be. You know, this kid would be lucky to be Cam Newton, honestly, if you grew up to be something yeah, like that. Yeah,
2: Cam Newton, like a lot of people try to, I mean, a lot of people are like that kid who felt like he ass and all this other stuff. But yes, this dude had a damn good college career. He, he um, went to the NFL number one overall. He, he was an MVP player. He um, mm-hmm. went to a Super Bowl. That's a damn good career, man. Like people were killed for a career like that.
1: I agree 100 percent. But my problem lies in the fact that we are on the app where people talk super disrespectful to athletes all the time and say much worse than this. Go to any LeBron post, go to any uh, uh who, who what, whatever Aaron Rodgers, like any any superstar, people going to bring up their failures, mm-hmm. people who use their real name on Twitter. Like it's not even always Anonymous ones now People are getting bold with they takes Taking down athletes Talking about how shitty they are It happens with every sport yep. And I see this all the time And my thought is always You know What have you do with your life But nobody sees Like it, the people are comfortable With talking shit about athletes And people in general On social media So mm-hmm. why are you gonna act mad at this kid For saying some shit That's honestly would be pretty light If you said it on Twitter yeah. But he said it in real life. I respect the kid more for saying some shit in real life to his face than all these other people on the internet who just say shit for attention. And then when the athlete actually claps back, it's like, oh, why are you being so sensitive, Kevin Durant? You know, <laughs> why do you care what they think? People always trash Kevin Durant for clapping back at people who talk shit on Twitter. Yeah. But people, yeah, it's they shouldn't be talking shit in the first place, man. Kevin Durant's one of the best players of all time already. Mm-hmm. And you have the nerve to think you know about basketball more than him. Yeah. And you're going to get mad at this kid for saying some shit that's a lot less worse than what you typically see on Twitter. Yeah. I, I respect him for at least saying it to his face. I think he should have definitely shut his mouth because yeah. of where he is in life. But if you going to talk some shit, at least say it to the man's face in real life. I ain't mad at that. Yeah. Fact, yeah. I, think, I think it was a
2: situation where – um He probably was talking shit about Cam Newton before. Probably like, man, this dude is ass. Which he, it was was a rough season last year for him. But he probably like, man, this dude whack, this dude, you know, trash and all this other shit. And probably told his friend, I bet you I'll say it to him. I'll say it to his face. Like, man, you ain't about to do that to him. You a
1: free agent.
2: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I I ain't like the argument either, man. Like, what do that mean? You a free agent. And dude, yeah. he was like, I'm rich. I'm like, you about to be poor. You about to be. Like, I, I know he in high school, so he probably don't look at it like how we look at it. Mm-hmm. But like like, I don't know, like tell, telling Cam Newton, who made a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> about to be broke. That he
1: about to be poor. poor? Like, okay, man. Yeah. Like, you like, can I, never play another NFL down and he'll be okay.
2: Mm-hmm. There's some people that play probably like a good four to five years. Who are good. You know what I mean? Yep. Who probably never be, you know, poor. RG three would never be um poor. Yeah. Unless he fuck up somehow, but he would never be poor. And he ain't have a he he ain't have a, a a career like Cam Newton.
1: He's still playing. Yeah, he's still playing. RG three yeah. might play for another five years, man. He'll be yep. straight.
2: Yep. Yep. And he ain't not even get a big payday like Cam Newton. Nope. So yeah. So yeah, it's just it's just a little fucking kid, man. <laughs> he, he'll look yeah. back at that moment and be like, "Yeah, I was, <laughs> I was tripping.
1: <laughs> I learned a valuable lesson that day."
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Whatever, man. Um. Oh yeah, you got to review Snowfall, man. It has started. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the new season of Snowfall has started. Um. I still this is one of them shows I just say I'm gonna watch but never do. But people are getting hyped about it. You've seen the new season, man. How's it going? Is it Power Status yet, or is it still I think, good?
2: I would say it's it's much better than Power, man. I wouldn't even compare okay. Power to this show. It's to me, it's more realistic, <laughs> and uh, there, it's not like the millionaire drug dealers with the whole bunch of businesses and the suits and all this other shit. Like it really started. You really seen the start. Uh, you seen it from start to you know to the ending. Or to where is that currently, and um, it, it's pretty good, man. I think uh, rest in peace to John Singleton. Um, he he had a big part in that, <laughs> and um, yeah, just you gotta watch that show, man. Just if you got Hulu, you can start from season one. Is okay. I, I, I think it's is really dope, man. Just even the camera views, man. The camera views are amazing. The acting is good. It's it's really dope. It's you know based. Uh, out of, you know, Cali in the eighties when when crack first started. So it, it it's really good, man. I, I I really enjoy that show. Um what's his name? I forgot I forgot the old Franklin's name. But um British actor he he, he do a pretty pretty good job, man. I, yeah, you gotta check that show out. I know you probably won't because everybody on board with it now. Man, so you come probably, on now. You're probably like, nah, I, I watch, right watch Man, it.
1: I watched Power. I watched Power. Come on now. People were all on Power's dick when it came out. I watched, come on. I watched, like, I've been wanting to watch it. I'm sure it's a pretty good show. It's just one of them shows where it's like, you, you say you'll get around to it, yeah. but then, you know, but, you just but don't.
2: See, but see, we all have them shows where, you know, the hype is so high where you don't even want to chance it. Like me, that that's how I was with Empire empire people was hyping up empire so much where i didn't even want to give it a chance i'm just like nah I don't, you know I don't my agree. problem with
1: empire was all the clips made it look shitty yeah. <laughs> like even the good stuff people were saying made it a good show look like fuckery man yeah so that's the main reason why i don't want to watch that but nah i don't i don't, I don't not want to watch shows because they're popular i watched game of thrones i watched uh Power. Like, I'll watch a popular show, but if it sucks, I'll be annoyed. (laughs) (laughs) But that's it, man. Yeah, yeah. check it out
2: whenever you get a chance. This is a pretty good show. I'm
1: going to check it. I'm going to check it. I built this shit. Me. Brick by brick. Brick by brick. <laughs> that's my
2: favorite part of the whole show, man. Uh, uh,
1: I think that's everybody's favorite part, man. That's the yeah. main quote you, I see referenced. You,
2: man, you felt, you, I, I kind of felt that shit when I seen it. <laughs>
1: you're
2: like, you like, you're going to stay off his corners, you're going to leave his people be, or you're going to be the one finding the new
0: connect.
3: <laughs>
2: like, I built this shit. Me, Britt Popper. The, the the ending part was the funniest part where I could tell he was you could tell he probably been salty in real life at that mm-hmm. moment.
0: I'll like, be damn if you uh best enough just because you don't like a way I better take a chunk. <laughs>
1: I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> I'm gonna check the show, man, and yeah, I do see that posted all the time. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm gonna check the show out, man. That's my goal for this month. I'll
2: find Yeah, check it, out. check it out. Check check out. Um, what's the other show? Uh, Your Honor. I'm, yeah, I still check, gotta watch that. Yeah, check that show out. And um, what else? I think that I think that's about it. That's that's probably all you need to check out as far as must watch.
1: Yeah, I'm down with that, man. I can go ahead and make that my new. My new March orders for TV and shit. Yeah. All right, man. Let's yeah. wrap this thing yeah. up. The
2: real, real quick. Did you see this um <laughs> this post from a a, a a a soul restaurant in Harlem?
1: <laughs> nah. What is it?
2: So it's a restaurant in Harlem, New York, called New Soul of Harlem, and the restaurant ad is showing nothing but white people.
1: <laughs> hey, what the fuck? <laughs> screen wait what is, what does it look like man
2: uh go uh, uh let me see uh, oh wait
1: is it, it you said it's a restaurant
2: yeah i guess it's a uh, it's a restaurant ad
1: oh okay yeah. well, i mean that's that's who's in the harlem now <laughs> is it inaccurate?
2: <laughs> no, no people was pissed about it though for the simple fact that it's like huh <laughs> so i I, mean, I, harlem... I, didn't, I didn't even think it was harlem when you think of harlem you think of black black excellence type shit
1: not anymore, man. That's been gentrified for a while now, and yeah. that happened. That's been the case for years now, man.
2: Yeah, I was. Actually, it, it is
1: I, weird. Yeah,
2: I was actually talking, uh, tweeting with somebody about that.
1: It, it's it's weird how
2: white people get so upset about certain shit because it was a couple of people that was upset or, or kind of upset with the post, like, oh, you got. It's just hard being a white guy in this country. I, I see and all this other stuff. I need I need to respond to Duke, but um, mm. yeah I, I I start I think he brought up MLK too, I'm like oh my goodness yeah Of course. I, I, people uh, white people need to stop doing that man the like MLK is not favorite. the savior yeah like it's a reason yeah. he was killed. <laughs>
1: Like he wasn't, yes. he
2: wasn't in a car accident. <laughs> he was assassinated. And
1: he, he wasn't just begging white people for acceptance either, man. Like he was trying to get what's due to us. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. But um, <laughs>
2: yeah. But this guy was like, Oh yeah. white, uh, yeah, it's, it's I swear people hate white people, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, shit. That's how black people felt. Y- y'all hate black mm-hmm. people. <laughs> it been like that for 400 years or whatever. But um, yeah, I I just thought it was hilarious, and I ended up talking with somebody on there, and we were talking about the um yeah she mentioned like oh I don't see nothing wrong with it, and you know they're building it up, and you know it's more diverse, and just like Third War, it's so diverse, and and blah blah blah, and I kind of broke it down the gentrification, like that that that's what that's that's what it is. That shit is real. They're they're going into these um, black neighborhoods you know um they they're building them up but they're pretty much forcing people out by raising the rent and all that stuff so yeah it's it's cool you can ride your bike in third ward now but a lot of people got to move because they can't afford the rent
1: yeah and it is a complex situation man because on one hand you do want the places with high crime to be cleaned up but you also when that happens you don't want all the black people moved out either. Yeah, you know, and, yeah,
2: my thing is I, like yeah, clean it up, you could build it up, but you don't need to you don't have to build a mansion. <laughs> you know what I mean?
1: Exactly. Why are
2: you building a mansion in third war and then all these these high-end condos?
1: Yeah, they're getting these black people to sell their houses for the low. They're rebuilding it and selling it for like triple the value, man.
2: So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's,
1: it's unfortunate.
2: I, yeah. I was watching the show on Vice. I, you've probably seen the show called, uh, is it Noise? Noise? Noisy? Oh, yeah. I've heard we, of it. Yeah. So they, um, yeah, it was, a, uh, it was a white guy who, who was, I forgot his, I forgot the man's name, but uh, he pretty much go to different cities and they t- he talked to different rappers about the city and all that stuff. And um, they was talking about the gentrification and, and, uh, in the Bay Area. And it, it was kind of sad, man. It's just like, damn, because we all know San Francisco to be the most expensive city mm-hmm. <laughs> outside of, you know, New York and, and whatever. But, um, yeah, it was just sad how they, you know, pretty much, you know, moving into these urban areas or these, you know, these hoods. And, um you know they lack a better word, kicking black people out. <laughs> they building them up, but now they are kicking black people out. So now you got these, you know these, you know certain type of wealthy white people in the hood, pretty much. And it, it's nice and Ain't clean the hood out. no
1: more, man. Yeah, they, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they, they clean that shit yeah, up. They
2: did the same thing with like Brooklyn too. Mm-hmm. I, I I forgot who it was, but um. Yeah, um, somebody, I, I want to say somebody came home or came back to Brooklyn. It's just like, wow, like, they got bikes and, you know, all this different shit. It's like, yeah, but they jacked the prices up now. So you can't Yeah, New York to is like
1: that. impossible to live now, man. Mm-hmm. It was places like Harlem. All the places we heard in our rap songs yeah. are no longer what they used to be. Yeah. And, Marcy Projects probably ain't no ain't there no more, Yeah, I man. think Jay-Z was talking <laughs> about that
2: because yeah. I, he was talking about how, um, I guess it was a white guy that stayed close and he was just like, "Oh yeah, so nice and blah blah blah." But it get busy at night. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like it's still somewhat the same spot. You know what I mean? Like Jay z was like, i so crack on these <laughs> fucking corners." You know what I mean? Yep. So, yeah, it's yeah. I, it's, it's really sad, man. It, it, it it's it's really messed up. And I it, it's crazy because I know we getting off on the tangent, but um When I first moved here, one of my goals was to buy a house in one of the wards and -hmm. just kind of like build it up, like, you know, kind of have that homey neighborhood feel type thing. You know, being around more of my people and not just, you know, moving to the suburbs and standing, you know, in, in some random neighborhood where it's not a lot of people like me in there. But uh, I was looking and it was like you couldn't really find anything because they there's they were either, either um, like just big vacant lots, which they was, you know, selling for a lot or either run down houses where you could tell they was charging a lot so they can, you know, build this million dollar house there. And it's just like, damn. So it was like it's impossible for me to try to move the third war now.
1: Yeah man buying a house is hell I've heard right now especially um I think a lot of people are trying to be homeowners now and of course people are bidding against each other and the highest pockets always the deepest pockets always going to win man mm-hmm. so people getting priced out of homes and it's tough buying a home now unfortunately but if you have one luckily my parents finally they're they're uh buying their house in Katy so they're own they own that house and and it's valuable man some people don't realize it and it's easy to take money when you you know don't have a lot and somebody offers you a lot for your property but that's very valuable man we got to keep that in our generation people got to learn that and realize it and hopefully we do better with that man but yeah the gentrification shit sucks man you you want to mm-hmm. see more like what they call Atlanta Wakanda which is some bullshit but <laughs> We we, yeah. we all want to see like beautiful black neighborhoods, man.
2: And yeah. Hopefully get back to that. Yeah, that's what that was always one of my goals is to move into a beautiful black neighborhood where it's like, you know, everybody kinda know each other. It's mm-hmm. you know, it's not a it's not a place where it's unsafe. Where, you know, because like back in Cleveland, my dad, you know, my dad still stay in the hood. And it's not really safe over there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's you know, it's it's getting worse as we speak. Buildings are getting torn down and, you know, more houses that used to be there getting torn down is, is terrible. And I, and I, it's funny because I was talking to somebody, I'm like, I wonder what they, you know, try to build up our neighborhoods, you know, in Cleveland. But I, I don't think so for the simple fact that I stayed like, I stayed like 20 minutes away from downtown and there's no attraction around there. So it, it's no point of building that up. But, um, but if it was like around a hospital or something like that then they would tear down the projects and build condos for doctors and shit like that but um yeah it's i don't know it's just it's it's kind of messed up man it's it's, it's suck I, I always wanted to stay in that neighborhood where it's like hey you know i'm not the wealthiest man but you know i'm still good in life <laughs> Mm -hmm. And, you know, I don't got to worry about this neighbor down the street who said something to my black kid. And I wonder if this person is racist or I ain't got to worry about some, you know, some dude who, you know, just straight up mad. I don't have a problem with people who, who you know, are Trump supporters, but, you know, like not somebody that's I I can't. I ain't got to worry about somebody living next door to me just going nuts and being, Mm -hmm. you know one of the people that ran up in the Capitol. <laughs> I ain't gotta worry about that if I'm in the black neighborhood like that.
1: Yeah, I would like a nice majorly drama free black neighborhood, man, because that's one thing we think of. It's fortunately when you think of the hood, you think of the crime, you think of your shit getting jacked, yeah. you know. And that's the unfortunate thing. Like like some people just ruin the experience for everybody. There's always <laughs> gonna be those niggas who fucking like as worse comes to worse, even living with a racist white people, you probably won't have your shit jacked. But sometimes you feel like if you in the hood, even if most of your neighbors are cool, you don't get that one out of out of out of the city or out of somewhere. Somebody going to creep up and, and fuck your shit up, man. But, yeah, I, I think we all want that as a black community. We want a nice black neighborhood to live into. Yeah. And hopefully we get that one day, man. But mm-hmm. we will see. Uh oh, it's been a very, very we need we need some better we need some, to bring up the the vibe of this podcast because I've been I've been a little fr- flustered and frustrated yeah. with some of the shit we've been talking about today.
2: You know what? Man. Let me let me find something else, man. I need some, yeah, I, I need a little I need a little <laughs> bounce, man. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> you
1: might need a little pick me up, man. <laughs> let
2: me see. Let me find something else, man. It's been one of those podcasts. It's been a r it has been it its Yeah.
1: But it's been a good podcast, man. Shout out to our special guest, Bruce Wayne, for joining us. (laughs) Shout out to Jasmine. Well, I'll wait till the music comes. I need Okay, here we go. Now I'm in a good mood. Now I'm in a good mood. Yeah. Yes. This ain't the G Easy version either. (laughs) (laughs) See, this, why would you want to remake this song, man? And instantly, as soon as that kick and that beat yeah, comes look in, look at that smile. You know what time it is. Brian
2: Rocket, they <laughs> smiled this whole
1: episode. <laughs> I feel great now. <laughs> yes. So, shout out to Bruce Wayne. Follow him on uh, social media, Bruce Wayne, W A I N E, 23 on Instagram. He will join us again soon. Great conversation with him. Great dude, solid dude. And shout out to Jasmine as well Doing the thing in the background Helping us with, with this contest Yes, we are doing the contest If you ain't noticed
3: mm-hmm.
1: Getting away some Samsung Live Galaxy earbuds So enter all next month And you will be You will have a good chance to win It ain't like no bullshit giveaway So mm-hmm. yes, I'm, I'm, I just feel so good man. Yeah, I'm, man I'm Pick me up with the song Pump that shit louder, man Fuck it Thank y'all for listening. Thank you, Figgy. Shout out the ones and twos.
2: Shout out to 1501, Certified. Shout out to Stunner, um, yeah, Stunner Bam. Shout out to Exotic Pop. He was in the building. Shout out to Press.
0: Fuck it, we out, yeah, man. Peace. And all the nasty you know.